It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. It is a football Friday here on Sports by the Book. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Alongside me, Chris Andrews will be back in a moment. Vinny Maiulo's here, though. That's right. There we go. That's right. You know why? You know what? It's very important. Because airtime is post-time for the Breeders' Cup. <laughs> Race 5, Santa Anita, the Breeders' Cup juvenile turf sprint, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I'm who, 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 who are Footballs and furlongs right here at the South Pole. Who are we rooting for in this race? Chrissy? Uh, I got the seven. Rooting Charles. for the seven. Yeah. Okay. 18 to 1. Okay. Rooting for the seven. Uh, again, uh, paramutual, guys. Paramutual. Yeah, that's uh, right. We can root. We can root for uh, for the uh, yeah. for, for, for winners. Paramutual. As, and this is as much French as I know. Betting yeah. amongst ourselves. Is that what that? it stands for? That's right. No, but that's, what it, that's what it translates. <laughs> that's what it has to yeah, that's what it stands yeah, for. There we go. <laughs> Very good, Jeff. Yeah, I, I, I knew you. Sound like, like me when I was taking Latin to be an altar. No, boy. I, I, I knew I knew you would enjoy that, right? <laughs> All right, let's let's get into it. By the way, uh, a whole slate of Breeders' Cup races tomorrow. Yeah, if you're looking for a way to bet that. Go to our YouTube page that you're watching us right now. Frank Sirocco and company with a preview show that yeah, aired especially yesterday. Especially today's stuff. Uh, yep. As and well. then tonight we have a seminar. Yep. And by the way, we have the ballroom open upstairs, upstairs yep. today and tomorrow. The the I would say the best party in Las Vegas. It's the best party other than being at Santa Anita itself. Yeah. Good stuff. Always a good time upstairs, mm -hmm. regardless of the event at the ballroom. I'm always up there for the NCAA Great food prices, it. everything. It's really always, regardless of whatever event's yeah. up there, uh, Breeders' Cup upstairs. Betting stations, kiosks, yep. you know, TVs awesome. everywhere. It's and, and as you said, affordable and good food. It is. That, that's, free uh, that's what we do here at the Free entry, park. free parking. Yeah, free entry, free parking. Gotta love it. Uh, that you got to pick your own winners, though, Jeff. We can't help you there. I, 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 you definitely can't ask me, because <laughs> I, I would... I would have just given you the longest shot on the board in this race. Uh, well, it's the Breeders' Cup, and it might – yeah, You're you alive. cannot eliminate a horse in, in these fields because, I mean, the worst horses are worth a million dollars. Right. Well, there we go. So they're underway. See if the seven gets home for our guy Chris here. Okay. Uh, the four, If you had the 14, you're off to a bad start, though. That's all I'll tell you on that one. All right. College football Friday, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, let's mm -hmm. let's dive into it. Uh, actually, you know what? I have to do this first. Chris, your Steelers, it doesn't matter that they continually get outgained. It doesn't matter that it looks ugly for three quarters. They just find a way. They win last night. They cover. Game goes under by the hook. And the Steelers are 5-3. and three. May I remind you, Jeff, it's not a beauty contest. It's a football game. Oh, trust me. I, I know that for sure with the <laughs> team that Vinny and I watch on a, on a rooting yeah. basis. Oof. Yeah, and they've, they've been winning ugly, but they got five wins. It's hard to believe they have five wins. I can tell you uh, Even down at the end, I'm thinking, uh, are they, <laughs> they going to give up a last-second touchdown? And then, of course, Steelers intercept in the end zone. So, Look, as long as there's a second half, as long as there's a halftime with Mike Tomlin involved, the Steelers are alive. Yeah. Someone said this on Twitter last, last night, and I forget who it was. I'll have to look back and give credit as we go through this show. There's ne Mike Tomlin may not be the best coach. He's a darn good one. He's a Hall of Famer. But there's never been anyone with a higher floor for a season, year in and year out, than right. Mike Tomlin. Absolutely. Right. Oh, you know you're getting 500. You know you're getting eight or nine at worst. Happens every single year. And here we are again. The, well, only, well, the, only, the first team since, you like this one, 
and uh, Vinny, I don't even think you were alive for this one. Thank you. The the Cleveland Rams in 1949 are the last oh, wow. team Thank you, to Jeff. get outgained in their first eight games and still be over 500. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, I I don't remember the Cleveland Rams. I remember my dad <laughs> talking about the Cleveland Rams. But uh, I want to say the the problem really, and there's a great article from Dejan Kovacevic who has DK yep. Yep. Uh, on Pittsburgh Sports. He talks about the, the, the flaw, and a lot of it does, unfortunately, go to Tomlin, who has a lot of control in the draft room. They have drafted really poorly first and second round. They've picked up some great guys later, but they have blown most of their first and second round picks. Are Many of them not even still on the team, and the ones that are just kind of hanging on by a thread. So uh, that's where Tomlin's flaw uh, and we, we, we see it now with Parcells. We saw it with Bill O'Brien. You know, the, the personnel guy is, is ruining the coach's job. Oh, well, we definitely know. saw it with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, definitely Bill O'Brien. And, and in the last couple of years with Bill yeah. Yeah. And I would say the same with Tomlin. Like I said, they've, they've done, they've done a few good late rounds. Stopping that. Who's been their best first round draft choice? You know who it is the last couple of years? One they didn't make when they traded their number one choice for Minka Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick yeah. yeah. It was a, a great safety. It was a great, a great. He didn't play last night, didn't matter. No. And now one. Uh, in the college games last night, by the way, Vinny, we didn't have to put Alex's 12 and a half ticket on Wake Forest in the closing line value Hall of Fame. All numbers on Wake got there last night. Yeah. Uh, Texas, a, yeah, Texas Tech winning and covering last night as well in the other big she game. She had the first half. Uh, she had the she had, we, the we, half, we sw- right? the, the guys, two of us swept her? the board last you night did. on the NFL. It's game. a miracle yeah. we're open. Honestly, well, God. Huh. That's what. Yeah, by the way, that big limousine out front. That's it. The, the guy was holding up the sign. Parles. That was yeah. Beautiful. Oh, that's, uh, well actually, done. Actually, it's French. It's parlay, right? <laughs> uh, on that. All right. Gotcha. That. See, see, previous. Yeah. See, I, 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 it all. It, it, time is a flat circle. More guys. French. All right. Let's uh, go to the night in college football. Uh, Boston College at Syracuse. Uh, a pretty ugly ACC game. Uh, Vinny, as you and I have said, the schedule. Uh, Brought Syracuse back to reality oh. in a big way. Oh, boy. Uh, great start. As bad of a middle to the season as you could have possibly drawn up for the Orange, who are now 4-4 four and four after that 4-0 and start. Mm-hmm. They get the Eagles tonight, who amazingly enough, Boston College with a win tonight will be bowl eligible. Two yeah. and a half right now, the number on this one. Cuse the favorite at home. And they're both fighting for, for bowl. Uh, well, you mentioned it, uh, Boston College, in, but Syracuse now, right, they were they were undefeated. You, you, you brought up the part about the, the reality of the schedule coming into play here. And their life and death, um, you know, Jeff. This is uh, this is what we we've seen it quite a bit, especially with th- the number three, taking three and laying two and a half. I mean, so two way action. Uh, but again, we don't uh, don't need Syracuse uh, to fall three right here, Chrissy. First uh, first bet they laid me the two and a half and went to three. They took it with a vengeance, really, and I went down to two with the game. I moved it a whole point, but they laid me back the two. So I'm at two and a half right now. Pretty even action on both games, but. Uh, again, depending if uh, you're looking to play the game, make sure you get a good number. I don't see any threes out there right now, yep. but I, you know I do see two and a half with some juice, so you may see three later on. I'd say you know be patient. If you don't find it, you don't have to bet. You know, but uh, if you really like Boston College and you really want to bet it tonight, I would just say take it outright. Uh, yeah, I know you missed the best of the price, uh, price on that as well, but listen. Sometimes you 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 can kind of balance both, and you know, it depends on what what where you're looking to buy the three. If you could buy it, buy a three in a college game for maybe like a quarter, 
might be worth buying the three and then put the other half your bet buying the three and half your bet on the money line. You kind of you know break up the uh, the risk a little bit. You know, Jeff, we've talked about three. If you like a side plus the three, plus two and a half, you think they can win the game. So maybe you sprinkle a, a little, maybe twenty five percent, a third, whatever. You know, depending on uh, what your bet is. So if you, if you like them with the points, you like them with the. Uh, with the possibility of, of winning the game. That's what I did tonight. Okay. I good. took the three last night before it disappeared. Took a little money line on Boston College. Well done. I just think that the Syracuse team, and boy, it has been these last four games, 17-point loss to Clemson, only scoring seven points against North Carolina, mm -hmm. which might, might actually Whoa. be their most impressive feat in this four-game losing mm -hmm. streak. Blasted by Florida State. All right, so be it. Florida State's a great team. And then 38-10 last week at the Hokies, where we'll get to the Hokies a little bit later, who amazingly yeah. enough have a chance to control their own well, destiny. I'll tell you what, yeah, they have turned some things around there. Yeah. And one of the there were three teams that were kind of left for dead after the first month. Virginia Tech, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State, right? Now they all look pretty good right yeah, now. I'll tell you right now, they're making folks money if, uh, if you're backing them. Let's go to the other game tonight. Wyoming, Colorado State. Uh, I, I will say this right away. The only bet that I made in this game does not exist anymore. I took over 41. That is now gone because this has been bet like people know this game is going over the total, Chris, because it's gone back up. Yeah. Uh, amazingly enough, to 42 and a half, the rest of the market is 43. Uh, and Wyoming, a six-point favorite tonight in Laramie against a, eh, I don't want to say a good Colorado State team, but a pesky one. Yeah, that. they're very game, let's yeah. say that. You know, So they, I opened the game seven. Uh, I'm sorry. What was yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I opened the game seven. They took the seven. They took the six and a half. I'm down to six with the game. Um, you know, I don't know. I kind of like Wyoming in this spot. Um you know, I don't know. I, you know, you're on the total. At, uh, if you like the favorite, you probably got to like at least lean a little bit to the over. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, you know, gives you a little more leeway, you know, but I don't mind being in this spot. I'm going to be probably needing Wyoming tonight. Good spot for it uh, on the schedule for us. I mean, yes. uh, obviously, it's, it's yep. a Friday night game, uh, uh, five o'clock Pacific start, and won't get lost in, in tomorrow's shuffle. Certainly going to do a lot more business on this game tonight than we would if it were tomorrow afternoon or evening. You know, I got a friend of mine, matter of fact, he texted me today talking about some handle figures. He was interested in doing some research. I pointed him to a few different things. And something that we've said on the show uh, many times that, you know, when PAPSA was overturned, uh, it took a little bite out of Nevada briefly. Right. But I said it was going to grow the market. Well, have mm -hmm. you, you seen my handle figures for last night's games, which was an okay slate? Right. It was a monster handle. You go back even to Wednesday night, and it was one of those deals where uh, Michael Glass like, how did we lose that much? I said, you know, see how much money we had on these games? You can't believe it. we lost both games. But, uh, you know, the, you know, uh, not much of a schedule, but the handle's just been terrific. And I, and I think the, the market has grown. And, uh, you know, Las Vegas does a lot of things right. Uh, if, if a market is growing, we're going to get our share of it. It's, uh, again... Like you said, it was a quick, quick little nibble at the beginning, and that was it. Yeah, not much. Not, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, people small, want small bit. People want and love the Las Vegas experience. I, I can't. You know. hey, look, as soon as Formula One leaves town, it'll be even better. Again. Yeah, so, amen. That's a, that's a different. Uh, yeah, different I didn't want to go. Uh, yeah. That's a different discussion for we a have next day. week to uh, yeah. complain about yeah, that. Well, yeah. Two, two, two more weeks, guys. All right, let's go to the Saturday slate rotation number order, and you know. 
This may confuse the folks on why we're starting here, but we're starting here. Old Dominion and Coastal <laughs> Carolina in the belt. Uh, Chris, uh, this one is, uh, again, pivoting. Not much of a difference between a one-point favorite and a pick, but it's pivoted between that. Uh, early numbers uh, at other shops open. Coastal Carolina favorite, but Old Dominion right now a one-point favorite in this game. Total up a point to 51 and a half. Yeah, I opened Dominion one. We've had both sides favored yeah. by one in this one. And I got a ton of business on this game. Uh, it's another one where if you asked me, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, we might not have been booking these two teams. <laughs> but now I got a ton of money on this one. And uh, people seem to love it. But uh, I kind of like uh, I, I kind of like uh, Coastal Carolina in this game. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, like I say, my uh, my opinion is good for one bet. That That's plenty, you know, with the kind of numbers we take. But we'll see what happens. I kind of like them. But, uh you know, kind of take your choice on what side you want to take here. There's always a surprise game or two during, you know, on, on, a, on a college football Saturday that you're looking and go, how, how, how could this game be doing? That's not an, a power five matchup uh, or, or a Notre Dame, you know, and, and, you, and you look at it and say, wow, but you know what? Now, this is a game, too, where uh, this is predominantly uh, professional money, too, right? This is not, you know, John Q yeah. public playing it, which, which is fine, too, you know, and then. But word spreads and people get involved, and then you got a game here where you've had both sides uh, uh, as as a slight favorite either way. By the way, and at South Point too, Chrissy does a good job. To, there's still a money line up with uh, if it's one. Yeah. So uh, again, pay pay attention to that part of it too. If you think it's that close, uh, you have an, another option there. A lot of times, uh, not uh, a money line available if uh, if one of the sides is favored by one, especially if it's going back and forth between one side and the other as a, a shift in favorites. You know, Vinny, you've talked about professional money, you know, and it is true. That's what's moving the numbers here. But a lot of guys, they just want action. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, you, and listen, if you're doing it, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in here are doing it for a living. I understand that. But a lot of people just want some entertainment. Now, you don't want to lay seven and a half when the pros laid six, you know, but if you'd get better game, pick them and the pros took one or laid, you know, whatever, you're taking a, a slight, slightly the worst of it but the word gets out yeah pros are on this side meanwhile we've got pros on both sides in this game yeah, yeah so, so if you wanted to play you know, just yeah you know, pick whoever you like opinion yeah, they do they yeah. sure do They're very good i like that i, I like carolina coast carolina in this game for what it's worth they okay. were on my list at yeah, the that's beginning. what i like yeah man. they were on my list at the beginning of the week as soon as yeah. I saw this move all over the place, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait this out. We'll see uh, See go. if we somehow get north of a point. I don't think we're going to get that. But uh, regardless, yeah. uh, Carol, Coast of Carolina, I, I, well, I think I you can get they, even money over here if you want to bet the money. Yeah, there are a few teams this year, and I know it's weird to say since we're in the first weekend of November. There are just some teams that I don't think the power rating ever got fully right on. Is I don't mm -hmm. know if that's the right way to put it, or at least I differ on what – power ratings are on some of these teams. Coastal Carolina is one of those teams that I think is still a little bit undervalued uh, based think. off of what we've seen from them, especially the last three weeks, winning yeah. three in a row. And you get you get the opportunity to, to compare that, uh, you know, to our power ratings right. to and, and, and the posting to what you think. And we, to Chris's point, if you can get even money, why, why lay a dollar? No, I'd rather have any, I, I, any, money. any. Any plus money, yeah. even money scenario on a money line it sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Even, a, even, even a plus 102 would sound sure. pretty good why to me on a money line. All right, uh, let's go to Miami and North Carolina State. NC State sent Dabo Sweeney and Clemson to 4-4 four and four last Oof. week. Uh, Miami, you know, just 
just a little just a little erratic, right, guys? <laughs> a little erratic. They found a way in overtime, though, last week against Virginia. Uh, boy, Tony Elliott and company almost pulled back-to-back stunners. I was gonna, that's <laughs> another, we talked about Virginia Tech. Virginia's turned it around, yeah, too, yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know what? I'm not surprised that's happened. I'm a little stunned that it came with the victory at Chapel Hill mixed in, but I'm not as surprised that they've started to look at least a little more competitive. Chris, uh, you open four up to six now in the Canes. Up to six. A lot of money on the favorite in this one. Uh, I'm not sure uh, where that came from, to tell you the truth. It, I think we're getting up to the point where almost like the dog. I mean, I thought this number, I thought the opening number was okay. I really made it only three. Um, you know, we talk about momentum sometimes, and m- momentum could be a very vague concept, but you could bet momentum in college football. You bet momentum in the NFL, you're going to get murdered. Yes. You have to look for the worm turning, you know, on occasion, on a lot of occasions. But you could bet it in, in uh, college football. And right now, I'm not sure Miami has much momentum going for them right now. So I, I, I think NC State might be the right side. Which Miami's going to show, right? We have yeah. no there idea. You, go. Like, yeah. you think about no it. No clue. I mean, so, um, and a little move to the under. Uh, from 45 on the opener to uh, 44. All I could say is that Mario Cristobal knew to just take a knee huh. and end that game against Georgia Tech. Change their season. I mean, they would, they would have a backdoor shot to make the ACC title game. They still do, but they have to beat Florida State and Louisville in order to get there and back-to-back games. That yeah. That is not happening uh, later in the year. That's uh, next week, by the way. They go to Tallahassee against Florida State, who is in the playoff at the moment, according to the committee. Uh, they still haven't added that bookmaker to the committee, right, Vinny? No, I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen anybody I recognize. <laughs> let's uh, let's keep it rolling. Ah, oh, here we go. The conference foes in Piscataway, New Jersey. Rutgers hosting Ohio State. Hey, this is a CBS game. Can't be making too much fun of it to kick off that CBS triple sure, header. Well, you got a New York crowd. You know, I mean, with Ohio State. So, Chris, you're at 19 on this game right now. 42 and a half. Ohio State rated number one in the college football playoff rankings. Um, again, we could talk about this until we're blue in the face, but guess what? It'll all work itself out because they still have to play Michigan in the final week of the regular yeah, season. They'll play Penn State, too. Uh, uh, Ohio State. Oh, no, they Ohio played them yeah, yeah, yeah. And Michigan, Michigan, Michigan is Penn State Penn. next Michi- week. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. But, but Ohio State, Chris, 19 here in this one. Uh, open 19, little little nibble back to 18 and a half, but back to 19 now. And the total, you have not moved it all week. I'm getting the, you know, a little even action there. We did get a little nibble, like you said, on the dog. And, you know, I made the number 20. You know, I'm not going to pull out your bingo card. I'm not going to dicker with 19. You know, it's right there. May have a little bit of value. Uh, to play the favorite, you know, because 20 obviously is a pretty key number. But uh, I, if I was out there playing, I would not, uh, that wouldn't be enough to entice me. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I I hope we get a good game out of this one. Let's just say that. Rutgers a tough out at home this year, Jeff, as uh, uh, we've been following. I mean, uh, and again, Ohio State, you know, it's just shy of three touchdowns. That's probably the take back uh, at some point, although even though they did take a little bit of 19 earlier in the week, I think maybe some folks may, may be thinking this is going to go up. I'm not so sure it will because of the fact that Rutgers is uh, uh, a pretty tough out uh, at, at home, especially in the first half, right? So uh, we'll see how, how, it, how, how it plays out. But um, I think the weather, by the way, is going to be pretty good up and down. Uh, the East Coast and down south. I don't think weather is going to be an issue in too many places. After what you know, during the middle of the week, there was some uh, some pretty uh, 
bizarre weather, pretty uh, 60, winter-like. 61 and clear. If that now, it's, I think there are going to be some record highs, so uh, mm-hmm. weather shouldn't be a factor in these uh, in these games. I, uh, I'm curious to see how Ohio State looks on the road. We have seen Ohio State at least so far this year mm-hmm. in road games. Uh, that was even though they won last week, that was pretty sluggish against yeah. Wisconsin and mm-hmm. Madison, mm-hmm. Uh, which I think the Badgers, who already mm-hmm. beat Rutgers this year, but with no Mordecai, are pretty close to what Rutgers is giving at this <clears> point. <throat> uh, obviously, we know the Notre Dame game, and then that Week One mm-hmm. game against Indiana, where that was a game for a lot longer than it needed to be in yep. Bloomington to open the season. Uh, sleepy spot potentially, number one in, in the country. Maybe they feel entitled to something. Who knows? I, crazy thing, crazy things happen in college football every single week. As good as Rutgers has played in the first half, Ohio State has not played real good in yeah. the first half. And, and again, Rutgers uh, particularly good at home. So uh, certainly bears watching, Jeff. Right, but Rutgers is, by the way, Rutgers already bowl eligible, which is pretty amazing. Six, eight games in there, six and two. Mm-hmm. A great coaching job by Shiano. Absolutely, he does done a terrific job. By the way, uh, you know we always talk about home field advantage, and I always say it's the difference between home and road. Uh-huh. And uh, you know the Ohio State's is pretty dramatic. I still give them. I had them a five point home field advantage. I've dropped them down to four mm-hmm. going into this season. I might have to put them back up to about a five, though, because they, they are definitely much better at home. Well, that's just the product of what, what you were saying. You were talking about this last week on the show where, yeah, we know the shoe is an amazing home field advantage, right. but, hey, put them on the road. They look like a different team. It's just more than just the shoe. Yeah, I might have to go to five. You know, I really might have to. Let's, uh, let's go to Florida State next. We'll touch on this one quickly here. Uh, Florida State in the initial top four. Chris, you said you don't have a lot on this game here. Uh, 21 and a half on the Knolls on the road in Pittsburgh against yeah. the Panthers. In Open one. 22, just got a little bite. Uh, I went with a market. You know, we had some money on them, so I went down to 21 and a half. But not much action on this game at all. Not, uh, even, not even the total. Yeah. Pitt, Pitt looked really awful last week against yeah. Notre Dame. If anybody didn't catch it, you know, I get all the Pittsburgh papers and stuff. So, uh, well, papers, you know, oh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. The digital papers. Yeah. Uh, Narduzzi had to uh, apologize to his team because he essentially said they're not very talented. And, uh, and I hate to say he's kind of right, but he still had to apologize. Thanks, that, coach. that wasn't the way to say it. I think he wanted to say, you know, I needed to coach them up and get them to be more talented, you know, something like that. But yeah. uh, that's not the way the players took it. And I don't blame him. You're a very proud athlete. And you don't want to be told you're not very good. Let's go to the, let's go to the next one on the card, which is 337, 338. The Hey, it's a conference matchup in College Park, Maryland here. The Terps, who are going the wrong way after a really yeah. great, really that second half in Columbus kind yeah. of fl- flipped their season for the worse. Uh, oh, a ridiculous loss last week in Evanston against Northwestern for Maryland. Now to get Penn State, who, boy, Penn State, talk about sleepwalking. They slept walk for 58 minutes and 30 seconds last week against Indiana, but were able to get away with it over at Beaver. Chris, open nine and a half, and it has been a nice steady take on the Terps here. Well, we were up as high as ten and a half, yeah. and then back down to nine and a half. Uh, I actually have a lot of money on this game both ways. Let me just tell you, there's two teams that have given Penn State trouble going back to the 90s. Okay. Indiana's one of them. And Maryland is another one. This is a big recruiting game. Even, you know, when they weren't in the same conference and all that, they, they have a history. And I don't know if you remember the one game, uh, you know, Maryland refused to shake Penn State's hands before the uh, the coin flip. Uh, so there's a lot of bad blood here. 
And uh, I don't think these coaches have made it any better. So I think this is a going to be a bitterly fought game. But you're right. I think I, I kind of like Penn State in this game. I wouldn't go crazy. My numbers came to 11. I just think, like you said, Maryland going a little bit the wrong directions. Penn State can and does blow out teams. I know the rumor is, and I have to believe it, Franklin knows the numbers. You know, I mean, you have to believe that. And plus, if he has a chance to stick it to Maryland, he is going to do it. You know, this game, we found the buyback, what, at nine, right, Chris? I think uh, the threshold yeah. uh, for, yeah. for the favorite. Um, tricky spot for the Nittany Lions here, uh, I, I, I would say, uh, given I think Chrissy hit it on the head and uh, with the rivalry, with the recruiting aspect of it. And you talk about it, a team. You mentioned how uh, the Ohio State game some, changed some things. This, this two years in a row, this year they were tied at half. Last year they were ahead at half. Uh, against the Buckeyes uh, were, were the Terps. So um, look for a pretty spirited effort here uh, uh, against uh, Penn State. It is a look-ahead spot for Penn State. They do have Michigan next week. Yeah. But after that performance a week ago, I don't know how you could be looking ahead against anyone after doing what they did last week. I don't think the they're going to look ahead. Like I said, this, this rivalry is pretty intense. Let's, uh, let's, let's keep it rolling here. Chris, I was fully prepared to skip this game, but then you told me, no, 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 I can't skip this game. No. And that's, I know where you're going. And that's, uh, that's BYU at West Virginia, where I, this is, so you guys still at 11 right now, Chris? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Their market now has moved to 12 on this yeah. game. I, I just looking, just looking at the card of, of how this game has moved. I, sure. Why not, guys? Uh, that, <laughs> I, you know, I, I forget where we opened the number. Actually, I kind of like right? I kind of liked BYU yeah. a little bit. Okay. Next thing you know, where did I go? I went as high as thirteen. You know, all on you know, like I said, my opinion's worth one bet. So we went up to thirteen. So <laughs> they took the thirteen, took the twelve and a half, and they took the twelve and a half off me. And there was thirteen and a halves out there. I said, you know what? And even though I like the dog, I said, just leave it. Just, I don't want to start giving points away here. Well, they came back and bet me again. <laughs> I got to tell you. Then they took the 12 and a half. They took the 11. They took the 10 and a half. I was not a nine and a half. They started betting it back up. They laid me nine and a half, 10, 11, 12, 12 and a half. I told you, Jeff, before we went on the air, this is like a, a Monday night pro game with two, with, uh, you know, if Kansas City and Miami were playing on Monday night, that would be the game of the week. Right now, this is the game of the week. <laughs> if I have so much business on this game, it's unbelievable. And I don't know where it came from. But uh, obviously, a lot of opinions out there and a lot of people backing it with their dollars. It's funny because uh, I go through those Big 12 games every single week, and this was the first one of the, of the seven games in the Big 12 this week that I crossed off immediately. No <laughs> thank you for me. And, of course, like you said, I mean, just look. It's amazing. I, that is, and you mentioned this before, Vinny. Every week there's one game. It's yep. like, wait a second. What what happened here? Why is there so much action? And even right. though it's a Power 5 game, sure. it kind of fits the bill for that. But you think about it, right? Bedlam is this. We'll get to Bedlam in a little bit. Kansas Oklahoma State. Plays Oklahoma Texas, State. Yeah. 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 This, is the, this is not only the biggest game in the Big 12 right now to handle, Chris. It's the biggest game on the, the yeah. highest handle game on the, on the board. So oh, Washington, USC, right? that's no, nothing. Forget yeah, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Coach Prime, forget it. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's BYU it, and West it's Virginia. It's crazy. And like I said, I'm just moving with my business. I don't know what else to do because I got, I got money both ways. I just got to move with wherever they bet me. Incredible. Incredible. BYU right now, 11. 
Uh, there is some tw- or 11-point underdogs, West Virginia, the favorite in this one. Total 49. There's 12 in the market as well. So yeah. if you like West Virginia, it might be your last shot at an 11 right behind us here at the South Point. Yeah, I see one 11-and-a-half. I see a couple 12-and-a-halves. I see 12s. And like I said, you know, I don't know who it was betting. I, I'm not sure. It might have been one of the services that gave out one side, and maybe another service gave out the other side. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. As long as we don't fall anywhere near that number, then I'll be no, very happy. Say, West Virginia by 17, everyone, everyone's happy with that. I know. As, as, I know I would be. Yeah, <laughs> so. it would be great for, for, for the book. It would not be good for people at BYU, though. But, uh, there's a winner and loser every game. All right, let's go to Bot Tech in Louisville. Uh, Virginia Tech. Let's take the Hokies for a second here. Mm-hmm. The Virginia Tech Hokies, if they win out, are going to make the ACC title game. Yes, as we all expected. Uh, they go to Louisville, where I, I got to give Louisville a lot of credit. I know Riley Leonard was was hurt. I know that he is not a hundred. He, he's going to he missed last night's game, and yeah. more likely than not, the season's probably Looked over. Like it, yeah, uh, but Louisville they showed me a lot last week in a game that it was 23 nothing, and it was not even that competitive. They just smoked Duke in every facet of the game last week. Now to get Vatek, I mean, Chris, Louisville wins out there in the ACC title game, and they even have a loss to play with at this point in conference play. Yeah, I opened this game 10. I had a little bit of a take. I went to 9.5. Looks like it's going back to 10 almost everywhere. Um, you know, talk great things about Louisville and they deserve it. But Jeff, as we said earlier in the show, Virginia tech looks oh, yeah. like they may have some turned some things around. I think it's going to be a real competitive game. I do think 10 is a good number in this game. Um, I'm, I'm at nine and a half with a little bit of action, but I think 10 is fine. I, I think, I think it's gonna be a really interesting game. Louisville, one of the real surprises uh, in, in college football. I mean, particularly in the ACC. I mean, we knew about Florida state and uh, certainly North Carolina got a, got a lot of, of, of publicity and things, but I think Louisville's one of the surprises, but now to go against a team that's fighting and turn things around, right? One of the teams that we mentioned earlier, uh, that's really uh, corrected their season. It, it's, it's harder, I think, in football to turn a season around because of the – I'm, I'm shorter it is than to, to compared to, let's say, college basketball, right? Sure. You know, you can get – some teams in college basketball, they look so bad, or their record, I should say, doesn't look good uh, in the first month of the season, but then you have to break, look into that, and break it down and say, well, you know what? It was a, it's a small school. They're going out of conference. They're playing all the Power Five schools to to get ready for conference play, and they turn things around. And by the time they get to the tournament, they're a dangerous out. Um, it's not as easy to do in college football with uh, you know with so many uh, so many less games. Well, in college basketball, you could find. You know, two guys maybe who all of a sudden stepped up. They yeah. matured. They figured the game out. Figured out what their coach is telling them. College football. <laughs> there's 22 guys. You know, 11 on each side of the ball. Uh, you know, at least, and, and that it is. Uh, it is a little harder to turn some things around. But we talk about momentum. A little bit of momentum for both these teams right now. So it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a really good game. Speaking of college basketball, you ready for Monday, Chris? No. A <laughs> hundred and. We're talking to Tom, my you know the, the manager of the sports work. Tom Blazik's getting all the sheets ready. He says, "Can I put these on one sheet?" I said, "Tom, I don't know how you're going to get them on one sheet. I think you got to go two sheets with this one." Yeah, 100 games plus plus on uh, on mon- on Monday. Granted, looking at the schedule, uh, you got a lot of these uh, D1 versus non D1 games that you won't have to book. Yeah, for you well, because uh, I wore my school's uh, colors. We're there you not, go, uh, Robert. Morris. Robert Morris. We're not. A, I think we are D one in basketball, but yeah. yes, uh, we're not. Not 
nobody will confuse us with uh, Gonzaga or Kansas or any of those. Vinny, you ready for the uh, Battle of Long Island of St. Joseph's Long Island against Hofstra to kick off your day on Monday? How could, how could we not be ready, you ready for, for that? that game? I played at Hofstra. Eleven <laughs> thirty. I was in high school. We had the state Stadium. title. We had, we had the, the state championships at Hempstead. Uh, we're, yeah. uh, we're at Hofstra. Here we go. College basketball, amazingly enough, starting on Monday. I think the first turf. Was it the first artificial turf field on Long Island also? I would make Literally sense. Literally indoor-outdoor carpet on plywood. Yeah, that sounds you right. You could hear the wood uh, under your yeah. under your hoofs. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds right. All right, speaking of baseball, baseball stadiums here, guys. Wrigley Field, the site for Iowa and Northwestern. <laughs> Chris, if Iowa is a five-and-a-half-point favorite in a game that's totaled 31, <laughs> Amazingly enough, that total has not moved all week here at the South no, Point. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think we budged. You know, I kind of like the favorite a little bit. You know, I mean, it's well, Brian Ferentz not returning next year already announced. Oh yeah, I think the Steelers are going to hire him. <laughs> <they>? <laughs> Trade Ferentz yes, uh, for oh, Canada. Yeah, that's oh good. god, oh that would really complete the whole uh, circle here. Uh, no, I same colors. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks. You don't have to change any kits. <laughs> Oh, yeah, black and gold. I got them. Uh, I kind of like the favorite a little bit. I, I'm at five and a half, mostly five. But I mean, I got bet. They bet me the favorite, so that's why I'm. That is why I'm at five and a half. I did not use my opinion here. I, like I said, I like the favorite a little bit, but I don't know if I'd be laying points in a game where the total's thirty-one. A lower total than the Army Air Force game, <laughs> which we'll get to. We'll get to that in the mo- in a think few about moments. It. Thirty-one. It's Iowa, though. I mean, they just, just they, they, they they continue pointing it out to, to, to our viewers. They continue to play three-dimensional chess, or mm-hmm. not even three-dimensional chess, one-dimensional chess, basically on offense. And you but, keep you keep waiting for you know a couple of defensive scores by, well, by them or, or, or any or other the, the, the other team. I mean, you know, something that's special your teams. only shot here. Well, your but best shot. Think I about mean, it. I uh, seventeen fourteen. That's a good old push. And, and you don't. I was going to say, and you don't cash the under. Yeah. I, I think that's a very realistic final score oh, yeah, in this bet. game. Yeah. I actually think Northwestern's offense is better than people give it credit for. So this is one of those where it's like, all right, what's the total on the Iowa one? If it's if it's in the – honestly, at this point, if it's in the 30s, it's a consideration to be bet under with just how they play. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to play this like I played that Minnesota game where I'm going to wait, see if we get an in-game, an in-game number that's even – of two points higher or mm-hmm. like that Minnesota Iowa game mm-hmm. where the computer the the in-game numbers that are done by computers Iowa drove for a field goal on the opening drive and didn't change the total even though it was a 7 minute drive for a field goal it's like all right well well 7 minutes yeah. off the clock and only 3 points I'm yeah. good with this Iowa's not sure. going to have another drive like this the rest of the game and they didn't the only thing they almost did was that punt return that got called back for the illegal right. fair catch yeah, yeah. So, Again, Iowa, ah, they are just a mess to watch. I, I actually hope Northwestern wins this game so we don't have to waste the Big Ten title game on Iowa, losing to Ohio State I, or Michigan 27-3. to You know, when my daughter was picking colleges, uh-huh. I, I told her, yeah, check out Northwestern. She went up in Penn State, so right. Big Ten school. I said, check out Northwestern. I mean, it's a great school, you know, outside, town, yeah. just outside of Chicago. I've always kind of liked Northwestern. It's a shame kind of what happened to that program this year. Uh, I'm not sure we know all the details yet, but, uh, you know, I, Jeff, I'm kind of with you. I didn't bet the game, obviously. I, I'm not betting, really. I'm just booking. Uh, but I kind of hope Northwestern yeah. wins yeah. this game. I really do. Just win the game 13-9. to nine. Like, that's good. Under gets there. Northwestern eliminates <laughs> yeah. Iowa from the Big Ten West, right? That, that's good with me. All right, let's, uh, let's go down the board here. Uh, 
Chris, nothing on on Illinois and, and Minnesota, even though it looks like the betters have taken Illinois a little bit in this game. Uh, it's a two-way game, okay. and it's uh, not a toggler between two and a half and three. It's a toggler between two and two and a half. So, you know, good action on the game. I'm not looking for, uh, I don't think we're going to have a great rush to the counter to bet this one, but, uh, you know, we're kind of dead number zone, and I'm not sure it's all that interesting of a game. It's going to get lost in that. 1230 window with a much, much better. Oh, it, sure, it, sure, it sure will. <laughs> it sure will on yeah. that. Uh, the only reason I even brought that up is when that opened, I did take a quick three on Illinois. I was they there at, at other books. Good. Um, Good number. Yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say, we never had that. We never you know, you didn't have it. It was other, other, there was another book and other two books in town that had three, at least on Sunday night. Because uh, I envisioned not, that not staying in it. Good. And Take somebody not. else's money for a change. No, it's okay. No, whatever. <laughs> I, I can do that. Today. Anytime. I can do all that. Right. All right. Let, let's do that. Let's go here. Let's go to Colorado. Let's go to Boulder. Uh, bizarre news out of Colorado today that Prime demoting Sean Lewis. New OC. Yes. And now Pat Shermer's going to get moved from an analyst to a co- the co-offensive coordinator and the play caller, which makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, okay. Sean Lewis is – what is Sean Lewis supposed to do? He has no offensive lineman, and if anything, their play calling has been great for having no offensive lineman. Instead, yeah. we're going to get Shermer, who we saw Pat Shermer a lot in the NFL, is going to be a very slow-tempo offense against Oregon State now, which I don't think that's the way you should do it with that Colorado roster. Chris, you're 13 – with the Beavs laying it on the road at 61 and a half. Uh, Oregon State, of course, coming off a loss to Arizona last time out. Yeah, not much business on this game. Uh, you know, I, I, well, I've been working on some other stuff, so I didn't hear about the Pat Shermer news. Mm-hmm. This is all news to me. But what, who was it? Was it uh, Oregon saying that uh, they were, they were kind of talking a lot of smack to Colorado? When they played, like saying, "Wow, you guys are really small." You guys, yeah. So you're right. You didn't have much of a offensive line, you know. And uh, uh, listen, you know, it, it makes sense in a lot of ways. You know, I don't want to knock Coach Prime, but he, he went after some uh, skill position players first and figured he could add some uh, depth in the trenches over the next couple of years. But he's going to have to do that if they're going to be competitive in no matter what league they wind up in. Well, they're in the Big Twelve next year. Uh, I agree with you. If they add some beef up front, I, I don't. I, I would imagine Shadur is going to go to the NFL this year, but he'll be able to reload, and and there are going to be a lot of good players that want to yeah. go play for him. I think so. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I yeah, get some beef up front, and it's a whole different <laughs> ball game for Colorado. Well, the Shermer hire probably speaks to the total, right? Getting uh, getting uh, uh, played uh, to the under a little bit. Talking about pace, Jeff, but I, I'm not so sure that. Colorado's players are going to like that. I mean, they I they so like either. the up tempo game themselves when you watch them play. Uh, so I I I think it's going to be interesting. And 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 the other part is, I don't. What does that do? You know, to the to the coaching staff. You know, I mean, well, Sean Lewis left you know, the head coaching I, job. I mean, just like yeah. So I I I think it's I, I think it's some it it could work against them internally. Yeah, I bizarre, very short. Short-sided, short-term move that makes no sense for me in, the, in, yeah. in more than maybe just a More week. than halfway through a season. Yeah, too. really, really silly yeah. more than anything from Prime on that. Uh, 13, the number Oregon State favored. This is a night game, so I'm sure there will people will eventually make their way to betting this one sure. with that 6 o'clock Pacific start time. All right, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, you know, maybe Oregon's just that good because that mm-hmm. was – 
a vicious beatdown Utah took last week against the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Now they welcome in Arizona State. Chris, you haven't moved the number all week. It's stuck at 11.5. Uh, total has been bet down to 40, though. Yeah, that's uh, I've had uh, good action on the total, but uh, really and not even that great of action on the sides, either one of them. I think right now a little hard to predict that uh, you know Arizona State playing much better, I think, than, I've, than I had them at the beginning of the year. Uh, Utah playing much worse, but of course I didn't know that uh, you know their top quarterback was going to be out essentially for the mm-hmm. season, which he is now. Yes, uh, but you know they have a terrific defense. We see the total. You know uh, you're talking about 11, 11 and a half point point spread with a total between thirty nine and forty. Um, that'll tell you a lot about both teams right there. So I, I look for uh, th- this should be a close game. I, I have no real opinion here. I just open at eleven and a half, and when they bet me, I'll move it. I could see the take probably at some point, just a rebound. You know, mm-hmm. coaching, uh, one of the better coaching uh, staffs really in, in, in Utah. But I'm not even, I'm not so sure even with, if they were healthy last week, that there would have been much of a difference against an Oregon team, which they've definitely refocused themselves after that, uh, that loss to Washington. They, they, I give them a lot of credit for, for what they've done, but I, I could see, the the money get I I could see the number getting taken here at eleven and a half. Let's uh let's uh, go to mile high for the next one, Commander in Chief, Chris. I I just find this comical, but it just shows what these the difference in these two teams are. You open this one, Air Force and Army. You open to the total of thirty one and a half, and you open twenty <laughs> point favorites on Air Force in a thirty one and a yeah. half total. The total's gone up to thirty two and a half, yeah. but it's been one way ticket on on Army here, down all the way to seventeen and a half now. I got that. I like the favorite. I tend to agree with. I, you. I like the favorite. <laughs> I, I got Army penciled in. I mean, if if they score more than seven, I will be stunned. I got to tell you, I, I don't have them penciled in for any more than seven. Now. Can Air Force come with 27? Because that's what you need in order to cover this number, uh, which would put the game over. Um, but I do. I like Air Force here. I, I don't think I, – I, I actually, I don't think Army even sniffs the end zone here. So I, I, I like the Air Force. Even the big number and a low total, but I think they're that much better. Air Force wins this game, right? They lock up the Commander-in-Chief trophy. Yep. I mean, they beat Navy already. Uh, and uh, in, in bad weather – uh, this will be a better situation here, but look, it's a it's an academy game, it's a rivalry game, so I I, I yeah. could see the the take on it. Um, so we'll see. You know, it's uh, what seventeen and a half, maybe seventeen gets uh, gets the you know uh, gets the uh, favorite money. Well, I opened the game twenty. I thought that yeah. was a good number. Yeah. I really did. Based off of the first college football playoff rankings, Air Force and Tulane are going to be battling it out for that non Power Five spot in one of the New Year's Six bowls. Uh, both rated 24 and 25, good. respectively, good. Uh, good. on Tulane and Air Force. All right, uh, going to the Pac-12, UCLA and Arizona real quick here, Chris. Good game here. UCLA, two-and-a-half-point favorites in Tucson. Uh, this is a toggler, as uh, you guys would say, two-and-a-half, three, two-and-a-half, three right now, yeah. two-and-a-half on the Bruins. Great action on the total as well. Uh, over 48-and-a-half, 49, under 50. You know, so great action. This, this, is a real, this is a terrific game. And I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a late game, along with the uh, Oregon and Colorado game. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Oregon State and Colorado. That's going to be on ESPN. This one's going to be on FS1. You know, I, I expect to have some uh, some decent play late tomorrow night. Yeah, it, two real good games. 
Love these Pac-12 games in, in prime time on Saturday. Always do a lot of, of business. And so that um, this one won't disappoint, to Chrissy's point. The premier game in the Pac-12 is where we go next. Washington travels to the Coliseum to take on a, a, a laboring USC squad mm. right now. Chris, you open four. I did. You're down to three. Yeah. And it feels like, I and, and the total, by the way, open 76, it's now 77 and a half. By the way, I still don't think 77.5 is high enough in this game with USC's defense. But I, I'm a little bit surprised at the way that the market has played this game out with it pretty much basically being, other than a quick toggle at one point, pretty much been one-way traffic on sure. USC here. I got to tell you, I, you know, I, around this time of year, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, you see teams getting a lot better or getting a lot worse. I think right now USC looks like they're getting a lot worse to me. I agree. I'm not sure their heart's in it. You know, I mean, I think they had illusions of being, you know, right there in the national championship. Now they're looking at playing at, uh, you know, the the Sun Bowl or something like that. You know, and uh, I think Washington is still a real good team. You know, they beat Oregon. I, and the more I look at it, I don't think they're better than Oregon. As a matter of fact, I I got Oregon a point better than them, but I still think they're they're clearly better than USC. You know, I, I thought my opening number of four was a good number, and uh, now I don't mind being in a position to need Washington in this game. Which team has recovered? Right, I mean, there's, when I say recovered, I should say or responded uh, from, from a real battle, right? Uh, Washington wins a battle against Oregon. I think Oregon is actually... Well, they've been much better since that game. ...responded yeah. tremendously to that. I think Washington has taken a step back since yeah, that I game. You're probably right. And SC just has not been the same since that beating at South Bend. So um, SC's fighting to play on New Year's weekend. Let's face it. I think Washington's just a much better football team. No, they are. And it's just a matter of better for, defense for sure. Well, we know they have 100%. Uh, again, I think the seven of us in the studio add four people from the book. We might be as good as USC's defense. At the over. <laughs> Very good, Vinny. But if you're Washington, again, should have lost that game to Arizona State. They were pretty fortunate last week yeah. against Stanford. Mm -hmm. Those are two of the worst teams, if not the two worst yeah. teams in the conference. And now you get USC, who you would, if they care at all anymore, has to be a little bit annoyed with how the last three weeks have gone for them. So, again, I, I still think Washington beats them. And, again, I don't think that total, 77.5, wildly high, highest one this week. Still think it's too low as wild as that may seem to everyone out there. All right, let's go to Ames next. This is a really good game. Have you been they... talking to Frank? Why is that? Why you... I already, I, <laughs> I have more, I, I will say, I have I have a, a, a little more over, a few more overs than I normally would. So if they yeah. lose, I might have to just stop talking to Frank <laughs> altogether, Chris. Um, but uh, let's go to Ames. This is actually a really good game in the Big 12. Yeah, it is. Kansas, yeah. off their big time upset of Oklahoma a week ago. Mm -hmm. How about Iowa State? Tied for first place in the Big 12. That's what we expected. They really did, yeah. Uh, really, what a turnaround from a team that looked totally lost early in the year. Now, Chris, uh, the betters like the Cyclones in this game. Their names up to three. Um, but yeah, open three, two and a half, three. Uh, 53 and a half the total for this one, down from 54. I kind of like the Cyclones a little bit myself. You know, I think that uh, this was such a huge game for Kansas last week. You know, Program-changing like, win. Yeah, you know, I have some in-laws that live in Kansas, and they're big Jayhawk fans. We were texting each other after the game. And he reminded me uh, 
that I told them years ago when they hired Lance Leipold. I said, I don't know, Kansas, it could, there's no reason for Kansas not to be among some of the best teams in the country. They obviously have a lot of money. They got Bill Self. I, I, is he the highest play, paid college basketball coach? He's right up there. He's I know in that. The top three. Yeah, he's right up there. So there's no reason for them not to be among one of the great programs. And they finally got the right guy. They don't get. They didn't get Weiss. They didn't get Miles. They didn't get uh, Turner Gill. They, you know, there's a lot. Of, they had a lot of bad hires, but I think they finally hired the right guy here. And if he stays there. And there's no reason why he shouldn't. They should have plenty of money. Uh, then this this team has a chance to be there for a while. And, but that being said, Iowa State has really come back from the dead. Okay. And I think this yeah. is a, just a, a good spot for Iowa State and a bad spot for Kansas. After a big emotional win, yeah. right? So a little bit of a letdown spot. Again, two-way action, right? As yeah. long as it doesn't fall, home team three. So laying two and a half, taking three. Uh, good good two-way action on the game. This is all going to depend on the quarterback play for me, both sides, where Rocco Becht has improved throughout the year, the freshman quarterback. Mm -hmm. And Jason Bean, we got the full Bean experience yeah, last yeah. week. You saw a lot of good, yeah. you saw a bunch of bad, and you saw him come up big in the, in the final moments of that game. Uh, I, I do, at three, I, it would be a take only for me. Uh, two and a half, it was n nothing for me on that one. But KU... <laughs> I think they're the better team, but it is a hellacious spot for Kansas, as you both said. Yeah, I would go, I would say the opposite. Yeah, at two and a half. I would I would play the dog at three. I think I would just lay off. Right now, uh, Oklahoma or Oklahoma Oklahoma State. We'll get to in a second because that game actually just moved a little bit here at the shop. But we'll get to that in a second because we got to get the primo CBS game final time in prime time on the eye for LSU and Alabama, Chris. Alabama's three, 61 and a half is the total on this one. I, I'll say this. I like the favorite. I like the favorite. You're only having to lay a field goal at home with the tide against an LSU team that even though their defense has gotten better over the last few weeks, is still a bad defense. Hey, we, we could be looking back at this one and like, wow, we only had to lay three with Alabama in this game. Jeff, I'm with you. I yeah. made this I'm not a lot higher. I made it five. You know, uh, that'd be a borderline play if I was out there betting. But, boy, I, 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 I for me, it'd be Bama or nothing. I, I really do. I mean, and you know, I think Kelly's a good coach. He's done a good job at LSU. The defense has gotten a little bit better. But, you know, you're only laying three with Nick Saban at home. I mean, you know, listen, I've been saying it for years. You, you might not get rich betting on Nick Saban at this point in his career. You ain't going to get rich betting against him, I can tell you that. Uh, I'd have I'd have Bama or pass in this game. I, I think the three is just gonna look. I think no matter what, we're gonna look at this number and look think it was pretty cheap. I'd be shocked if this number doesn't go up, and not just because my my power rating with the home field here it's closer to a touchdown, six easy. Now that doesn't mean that they're gonna win this game and blow them out. Um, I think it's gonna depend on Alabama having a better first half than they've had in uh, you know for most of this season. But um, just their their halftime adjustments have been terrific. Uh, but again, I, I you know the, the thing about LSU is they can score right. They're, they're so Alabama though. Um, I I 
you know, Jeff, you and I talked off air. I actually have them in one of and you have in, them as top four team. as a top four team in yeah. power ratings. You know, so that's why you know the polls are one thing, and the committee again, the committee does their job with all due respect. Um, but uh, this this game, in in my opinion, will will go higher. I don't, I don't I don't see it going below three and a half, or below three. Yeah, I I definitely don't see that. So three and a half. Maybe I, I I don't think we'll get north of that, but we'll see. I, I already laid the three. Me. I laid the three with Alabama. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, all right, yeah. well, if it goes lower, so be it. <laughs> it's a rarity that you ever see that low of a number at home for Nick Saban and company. All right, now we go to Bedlam, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Chris, he actually moved it at the, right before showtime here, mm-hmm. down to five on this one mm-hmm. from six. OU favored in Stillwater, total 62. The one question I have in this game is this run that Oklahoma State has been on the last month, is it real? Is it real? It's really been on the legs of Ollie Gordon, who ran for over 250 yards a week ago. Great. Uh, it's just a question of for me because I'm not high on Oklahoma. I think they played above their heads early in the year. You look at the offensive numbers, they're pretty average for what you would expect out of Oklahoma. But it all comes down to, is this Oklahoma State run? Are they a real team that if they win this game, they're going to be playing in Arlington in a few weeks in the Big 12 title game probably. You know, I made the number five. Yeah. So right I really right now. I really don't have an opinion in this game. Um. Not much of a fan of either one of these teams, I got to tell you. I'm not a fan of the mullet, although he's done a hell of a job coaching. And Oklahoma, and you know, I make the joke every year, you know, usually to Vinny, my annual right of summer to overrate <laughs> Oklahoma. Uh, I didn't do that this year. I <laughs> my 67th year on this earth, I've kind of figured it out that I tend to do that. Uh, but uh, I, I, I'm not a fan of either team. I think I made the number five, but I will say this. This is in the 1230 slot. This is going to be a hell of a game. Oh, yes, it will be. This will be a hell of a game. So uh, I'm really anxious to watch this. We're looking at a total of 62, so it should be a high-scoring game. You know, a lot of passion. Looks like the last bedlam last for, for a while. For a while, anyway. You know, we'll see what happens in the future. But I don't think these... Certainly, the next couple of years are not going to be playing. So there's going to be a lot of passion on this. If I, you know, gun to my head, I'd probably take Oak State with you know being at home in a, in a situation like this. Look, they're on a roll, right? And and playing since, great since the the Texas game. You know, we talked about Washington since the Oregon game. Now look at uh, Oklahoma since the Texas game. Took a lot out of them. You know, games not only take a physical toll. But sometimes they take a mental toll too, and it takes a while for particularly younger uh, players. Uh, you know, when I say younger, like collegiate age players compared to pro players, to get back to that uh, that mental edge, right? And and so uh, this one here wouldn't shock me. You know, you got two teams. I don't want to sit their heading in opposite directions because the upward spiral of Oklahoma State is is you know been well chronicled by us in, in the last uh, few weeks. Um it's tough emotion plays a big role and this is uh this is a big emotional game here. Now Venables probably will make some adjustments on, on defense which I mean that, obviously that's his forte. Um and it cost him you know against Kansas. I think that surprised a lot of people. So um but again, I I I think at some point we'll see some Oklahoma money here. We're just looking for that threshold. 
Ken, uh, I'm, I'm with you on being down on both of these teams. I, I, this Oklahoma team, I still, I still think that more to do with Texas, the way they managed that game, than Oklahoma winning that game. Yeah. More and I even liked that. Oklahoma that week. Yeah. Remember. So we'll see how it plays out. I have nothing on this game whatsoever. Mm-hmm. This probably is an in-game, in-game? game yeah. more than anything. All right. The all alma mater for myself, Mizzou on the road between the hedges at Georgia this week. Uh, Georgia impressive a week ago in their thumping of Florida. Mizzou off the bye. Winner of this game will uh, control the SEC East. Uh, Georgia, of course, number two in the new college football rankings. Mizzou with their highest ranking ever in this format at number 12 going into this week. Chris, you opened 16, down to 15 on this one. Georgia, of course, favored at home. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good number, the opening number. I don't have any strong opinion here. Uh, you know, Jeff, I hate to tell you, I'm kind of, I, I need Georgia to win this game because they bet me season win totals under strong oh. on Georgia. Well, I put it up seven and a half, which means, you know, undefeated, undefeated or, bust. or bust. Right. So I need him to be undefeated. So, uh, uh, I, I have no opinion on the number as far as that goes, but I, I, I will be rooting for Georgia to at least, uh, walk away with a victory here. You got to be smiling, put your your alma mater. I've had a great season. Uh, Jeff. So right. It was a nice terrific. little surprise. I didn't you know? expect this I mean, team to be better yeah. than eight and four. Um, again, uh, you, you, you you look, you watch Georgia, right? And you just, figure, when, when are they going to put together another, or, I mean, what if they had one real complete game, I would say, right? Yeah, Probably against two. Kentucky. I, I would maybe say last couple. week was pretty last yeah, So Kentucky yeah. in last week. Yeah. So maybe they've, you know, and, and again, more focus with uh, losing, uh, you know, their, their, their best player, uh, yeah. you know, uh, with Bennett. So I, I, I think, look, uh, this one here, I think there'll be plenty of, uh, plenty of interest. Uh, on it, the question is: Will it be a, a one? So right now they're betting a dog, but at some point they'll be they'll be Georgia money for sure. Jeff, we passed over the Florida game. Yeah, we got to talk about that one. Sure, because I opened that game six. Huh. Uh, I'm down to three, and I got to tell you, and I said it last week with the Rice game. I agree with the move. I think okay. that, I think that number was too high, and uh, you know I know I'm fighting the parlay card guys who are out there. I got it six on my ties win card, which means you're taking plus six and a half. We got a lot of guys playing, I, and I got to say, I think I think the move is right on. I think Arkansas shows up in this game. Uh, I think they play big, and uh, I, I would have – I don't know if I would play the game at three. I don't think I would, but certainly off the opening number, I, I definitely like uh, like the dog. I don't like either of those teams. Uh, but Florida – man, Florida, Florida kind of, again, showed last week what they are. They're really average. Mer- right. Mertz is average. Uh, I don't like Billy Napier. I think he should not be coach. I don't think he should be coaching the SEC. Uh, but I they tease you, the, don't they? That Ark that Ark Arkansas two and six. I know. It's kind of amazing that that team is as bad as they are. I, you know, I agree. They've lost a lot of close yeah. games, though. They really have. I, and I think the coach is probably on his way out. And I think they play hard for him here in this spot. I, I, I definitely like Arkansas. Uh, yeah, off the opening number for sure. Three, I, yeah, I'd have to pass. But off the, that six and the higher numbers, you know, even even if you had like a four and a half, which I don't, you'll never see again. But I could see taking that number. We're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we'll we'll touch a quartet of college games we didn't get to, and then the National Football League for Week Nine. So we break it down. It's a Football Friday. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. 
Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grand View Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back in hour number two of Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alongside me, Sportsbook Director Chris Andrews, Vinny Maliuhl of the Sports Betting Hall of Famer as well. Both of you guys, Sports Betting Hall of Famers. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure to be with you guys on these Fridays, these football Fridays. We'll get to the NFL in a few moments. We still have three more college games we got to hit before we get over to the NFL. A shorter card in the NFL as well with a few teams on by. Let's go to Oxford, Mississippi first, though, Chris. You have not moved this number at all, all week. Ole Miss is a three-point favorite at home against Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. A very important game for mm -hmm. Ole Miss's prospects if they're going to find a way to steal a spot in Atlanta in the SEC title game. Yeah, I think, you know, probably like A&M a little bit. You know, I think, you know, three to me would be a take, but very, very close. And again, if I was out there playing, I, I would pass on this game. I think it's going to be another real good game. This one's in the uh, 9 a.m. slot. Uh, I think the next game we're talking about is going to be in the 9 a.m. slot, too. Probably going to be the best game of, uh, of that early window. Uh, but this is going to be a really good game, I, I believe. And uh, probably, I think the three looks very solid. I, I see almost nothing but solid threes. So if you're out there betting, uh, maybe you want to look at something in-game. See how, see how it starts and see if you could uh, detect something early on. More movement here, Chris, on the total, too, right? Yeah, right. 54 on the opener and uh, down to 51 and a half here at South Point. There's 51s out there, so kind of interesting, too. And it looks like A&M's trying to be like a, a – well, I don't know if they're trying to be a grind-out team, but they their offense is not very good. Uh, so, uh, But Kiffin, you know, Kiffin, when you think they're going to score a ton of points, then then they don't. So I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say these – are programs in transition, um, but certainly I would say have, have 
underachieved a bit, uh, you know, based on what we had anticipated going into the season. Well, if Ole Miss wins this game and they mm-hmm. spring an upset in Athens next they week, do. they're going to yeah. have a they're going to have a backdoor mm-hmm. shot to make the college football playoff at eleven and one. They actually would probably be better off not going to an SEC title game than uh than uh going uh going to an SEC title game in that scenario. Uh but we'll we'll see. I have nothing on this game. I, I think that three is just about right. Yeah. And it has not moved all week here at the South Point. Here's an interesting one in, in Austin, right out of the gate, nine AM Pacific for us, Texas hosting Kansas State. Chris, they've taken the Wildcats from four yeah. and a half to three and a half. Total's been bet under from fifty and a half to forty nine and a half. K State really coming on strong last couple of oh, weeks, yes. playing some terrific football. But I wouldn't overlook Texas too much here. I, I think this might be a little bit of an over adjustment. Made the number a little bit higher. Uh, I mean, if I was out there, I, if this game went to three, I'd probably play Texas. But K State, nothing but a lot of giving them a lot of credit. That that team is really. I mean, I thought they'd be good, mm-hmm. you know, but they've just gotten better and better as the year went on and. This should be a terrific game. This, this is another one I can't wait to watch. I'll need Texas in this game. Uh, I don't like them particularly. Like I said, if they got the three, if I was out there betting, I think I'd play it. But I do. I like Texas a little bit in this spot. I think Chrissy's spot on. I mean, I think three is probably the, the buyback threshold. You I know? agree. And then I think there'll be some over money as well. Uh, you know, but, but come overnight. And again, I always want to point this out. Uh, open twenty four hours here, not just with the app. It's uh, walk up as well. Three shift town, and uh, there'll be plenty of business overnight and uh, before this game kicks off. Is uh, outscoring your opponents one twenty to twenty four in a three game stretch pretty good? Yeah, that's that's what bad. the Wildcats have done their last three Is that times. Right? One twenty to twenty four. Yeah, that's some momentum right there. Yeah, it's, a, it's a almost plus a hundred in three games. Pretty darn good, <laughs> good. for the Wildcats. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see what Malik Murphy does in this game. He didn't have to do much last week against BYU. Right. Uh, the BYU just totally overmatched by 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 Texas. Big step up in competition this week. I want I want to see how the redshirt freshman plays in his second career start against K State. Interesting too, Jeff. What you bring up too. You know, you look at some teams that have, uh, you know, p- particularly with the transfer portal that are going to go through or have gone through some quarterback uh, transitions. Uh, Texas is probably as Probably the most stockpiled Arch, team Arch at, Manning's at number three. Quarterback. Yeah. He can't get in the game. I mean, think about yeah. that, which he's probably going to go. Uh, so, uh, But you, you mentioned uh, Malik Murphy, so I thought that was, uh, that was uh, something that, that reminded us. I mean, for, for a long time, teams – Clemson, look at Clemson. I don't think they ever expected uh, you know, to, to be in the position they're in having uh, guys transfer, particularly uh, from, the, from the quarterback position. Speaking of Clemson, final college game for us to go through here. Tigers are three-point underdogs at home against Notre Dame. Uh, Clemson is four and four, amazingly enough. But this, I, I didn't bet this game. This, this one scares me because everything we've watched this year shows that Notre Dame is a better football team than Clemson, and the number shows it here. But Clemson's a top has the seventh most appearances in the red zone this year. And they're scoring at less than 35% clip touchdowns in the red zone. All it takes is one good game in the red zone, and all of a sudden, things look a little bit different down there. I don't think Clemson is nothing more than a, you know, a good football team. I, don't I think Notre Dame is very good. 
I've been high on Notre Dame even in preseason. Anybody knows me knows I am not a Notre Dame fan, believe me. But I have to be, you know, in my position, I'm as my job is to be as objective as possible making these numbers. Uh, I'll, I don't, I'll tell you something off the air. But I think right now Notre Dame is is the right side here. I made this number a lot higher. I just I think Clemson is resting on past laurels, and uh, they they don't have a stockpile of talent like they've had for like the last decade, and I think it's really showing. And uh, you know I, I I just I think there's a great spot for Notre Dame. I really like them. I like them minus a three. I think this number should be much much higher. Probably the biggest drop of. Uh of a team that's been a playoff team in uh, in in the in the fourteen playoff era is uh, Clemson. I've dropped them uh, eight, almost nine points uh, from a, from a power rating standpoint. And again, not uh, some teams get victimized by the transfer portal. Taco Valoa leaving, right? And uh, think think about that. That's they've not recovered from that offensively. Vinny, I'm checking from where I opened them this season to mm-hmm. where they are now. 11 points. There wow. Go. There you go. That's, that's a, a lot. Gigantic job. That's a lot. Massive. You just yeah. don't see that uh, a, a lot. That's that's a rarity, right? So yeah. I, they're, they're a pretty pedestrian football team. And yeah. as ridiculous as it is, yeah. a bowl game is no given with Clemson this year because yeah. they'll have to play North Carolina in two weeks. They play Jekyll and High Georgia Tech. Who knows what you'll get out of yeah. Georgia Tech? Yep. Uh, and then uh, South Carolina, big time rivalry game. And that's Atlanta a big. State that's going to be a big game. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, you know, like I said, at, at this point in the season, many, many times, teams get better or they get worse. I mean, what, are you, worse. what are you going to say about Clemson? I mean, they're worse. definitely getting worse. All right, let's go to the NFL. Vinny will have a beer stein of coffee at six thirty in the <laughs> that's morning. That's exactly right. Uh, Frankfurt, Germany, the site for Miami and Kansas City, as uh, as we all attended here. Chris, you open two and a half, bouncing all over the place right now. KC, one and a half point favorites. Total is 50 and a half. I do need to bring this up, at least, because we've talked about the travel with yeah. the London games. Mm-hmm. Miami went on Monday. Kansas City went on Thursday. And I think betters are more, are, are more acclimated now to seeing when those teams went over there and so far this year, the team that has gone earlier to Europe has won outright and covered the three London games, Jacksonville both times, and in Baltimore against Tennessee. Well, I, again, that's kind of a small statistical sample. Yes, three games. But yes. overall, th- that trend is correct. Now, it's not 100%. Of course. You know, so, I mean, let's keep, keep that in mind. Nothing's 100%. No, nothing's 100%. No. So I mean, <laughs> you know, Kansas City certainly can win this football game and cover and everything else. But I am with you, Jeff. First of all, strictly from a power rating standpoint, strictly power rating, my numbers come to Kansas City one. Okay. You know, so I mean, I you know, I think right now Kansas City. I mean, I don't want to put them in Clemson category, but I think they're resting on some past laurels. I don't think they're as good as they've been the last couple of years. They've lost a couple of guys. And we've just kind of poo-pooed it and say, well, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. At some point, they won't be fine. And listen, I still have them as one of my favorites to win the Super Bowl, one of my highest-rated power-rating teams. But I don't think they're quite as good as they have been the last couple of years. They're just a notch below that. Last week was very alarming for me. And I know Mahomes was sick. I know. But I know, yeah. there is a lack of trust with Mahomes and 
everyone on that offense that's not number 87. He trusts 87. We know that. But, Vinny, it's a different look with Kansas City, and I'm a little surprised they didn't go out and at least get, even if it's a complimentary receiver piece at the trade deadline earlier this I'm week. Com- I completely agree. I was, I'm, I was surprised uh, that they did not get involved. Um, certainly, opponents have a, a lot of trusting Travis Kelsey, too, because that's why they double-team him. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, to Chris's point as well, I think the fact that you just can't keep losing that kind of quality at a given position and uh, and it not catch up to you. But that said, what's interesting that what's carried the Chiefs so far this year is their defense. Oh yeah, and I think that's that that that's taken some people by surprise. So here you have a game where great matchup, and you know do. Do you wish it was a primetime game? Yes, but you know what? Betters adjust. Everybody knows it's it's that six thirty uh, Pacific start, so everybody's going to get involved with this one. Again, I'm not. I said it yesterday. I'm not. I'm not going out on a limb here, uh, saying that this is going to be the highest bet uh, international game. I, I don't think that's going to surprise anybody because because of the two teams involved. But I I also think that given watching the defense, we're still waiting for the Dolphins to beat a quality opponent. This is going to be this is their opportunity to do that going against a, a, a solid defense here. So, uh we'll see. I mean, it's 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 a big game. It's a game. This is week week 9 where you start talking about playoff tiebreakers, playoff ramifications sure. and things like that, right? So, uh, a pretty important game uh and uh, again, even though it's uh it's an early start. It's going to get plenty of attention. You know, something I just want to mention to, to, to Vinny's point. You know, I think guys will come in early for this one. I, it's something I've noticed yeah. maybe in the last 10 years, yeah. maybe something like that. You know, Vinny, when we were kids, like there would be a doubleheader. A lot of times at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. The feature game was always second. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Always yeah. second. Yeah. They kind of changed it. Now, every once in a while, they put that feature game first yeah. to get everybody get there the early. Yeah. So here's one of those games. I mean, listen, this is, I mean, we got a, we got like about three, what I would call great games. This, I mean, this, this is outstanding. But this one is maybe the best one. Yeah. I uh, think, guys, I think they'll be in tonight betting it. Sure. I think oh, they'll be absolutely. in overnight. Yep. Everybody knows ever since Michael gone at the, uh, the Royal Inn, we're open 24 hours. Yeah. That's only 50 years. <laughs> so we're, we're going to be open 24 hours. I think we're going to have a lot of people in overnight. We're going to have a lot of people betting tonight or Saturday night. And I think we'll have a lot of people show up six thirty in the morning. Yeah, let's go. Oh, and I, you know, yeah, Vinny, right. Vinny blew it. He should have a concession stand here selling steins of coffee. Yeah, yeah he I mean, should. Vinny, you got twenty four hours. You could or thirty six hours. You could still I, put it together. I, I yeah. said it. I, I put it next to the hot dog. I'm gonna go, right. I'm gonna <laughs> go, I'm gonna <laughs> go to the food and beverage department yeah. the minute we, cl- we oh, get off there. I'll put in a good word for you <laughs> with Michael. We'll get we'll, we'll John get it done. John please help help me. All right, I'm here for you, Vinny. I'm here for you, buddy. Kansas City, one and a half of this one, 50. I, I didn't play this at all. It's a tough guy. I, I, it's a very tough handicap. I can't wait to watch with yeah, that Stein of coffee. But, oh, I, uh, I, you know. I, I think we're all going to be ready to ready to roll yeah, with that. This is going to be fun. Though. I'll have hot cocoa in mine, though. I, uh, really? I'm not a, I'm not a not coffee a co- drinker. What's wrong with some of you people? I know. I know. My, 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 my wife gets on me for the same thing. She loves coffee. I hate it. I don't know why. I'm going to tell you, between now and the playoffs, you're going to convert. I'm, we'll see. I'll take the no on that one, then. Oh, man.
Falcons and, and Vikings, boy, what a drop off we go from. from <laughs> this is not one of those three great games. Jared Hall makes his first career start. Uh, Taylor Heineke, look at this. Finally, Arthur Smith realizes who the best quarterback on his roster is. Heineke will get the start for Atlanta. Uh, Chris, 37 is the total, which is the lowest of the weekend. And Atlanta is a four point favorite, even though it's done some bouncing around. You're back to where he opened. I always joke, I'm terrible with the guys' names and all that other stuff, you know. But this guy from Minnesota, I never heard of until last week. I can tell you that. So, uh, if you put a gun to my head, I'd say, Jeff, you're going to have to pull the trigger. I, don't, I still don't know his don't name. Don't remember BYU? No, I, 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 no, I don't. Uh, but anyway, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess the number's about right. It's going to be hard to see with, uh, you know, Cousins just meant so much to this Vikings team. It's going to be, but a lot of times that first game after the injury, the first game, the team rallies and plays well. I've been seeing it from for years and years and years. I think the number's about right. I don't think I'd be out there betting it if I if I were out there playing. Heineke jumps in, makes a statement, right? I mean, here we go. We have two two BYU quarterbacks uh, <laughs> this weekend, Jeff, in the, in the NFL. Yeah, we my do. Friend. Yeah, we do. Zach Wilson, hello. That's right. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I I mean, look. Cousins, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, he was having yeah, a, 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 a good year. I mean, and, and was battling through a lot, right? Let's face it. He was rumored to be on the trading block uh, from within the first uh, couple of games of the season. Um, you know, but uh, look, the Vikings now uh, look looking looking to the future. We'll see what happens with Hall here, but Heineke looks to step right in. He's a game and uh, Hall. That's, that's the quarterback. Yeah. Oh, thank you. okay. Yeah. I better write that down. Jaron Hall. Jaron <laughs> Hall. Jaron Hall. And um, look, Heineke's been waiting for this chance, and uh, here it is. It's finally coming week nine. Atlanta with Heineke. And again, we know what's going to end up happening with him. He's going to probably have a few good starts. Yeah. He'll, have a, he'll throw a bunch of balls that should be intercepted that aren't intercepted. And then there's going to be one game where they all get caught, and he's going to throw five picks. I don't see it coming this week. But you bring it up, Chris, I, you lose the star, yeah. and all of a sudden something happens with the team, and it would not shock me if Jaron Hall plays well and Minnesota pulls, yeah. a, pulls an upset here in Atlanta in this game. Catches up to you by the end of the year. Yeah. But week one, uh, yeah, they, and really, uh, the bigger bets for me have come in at plus five and plus four yeah. and a half. So uh, if they were to kick off right now, I'd need Atlanta. This is a good one in Baltimore. Seahawks yeah. with a really mm -hmm. nice come from behind win a week ago on the, at home against Cleveland. Yeah. They now go on the road to Baltimore, who has been very impressive since their loss to Pittsburgh. The Ravens right now, six-point favorites in this one, Chris. Uh, they won by a touchdown last week. Granted, it wasn't really a touchdown game. That was more of a 17-point game that got tight because of some weird late chicanery in that game against their, against Arizona. Uh, 44 to total, Baltimore six at home against Seattle. Yeah, I made a number five and a half, uh, which is where I opened it. They bet me the favorite. I'm up to six. You know, I, you know, I'm still not 100% convinced on this Baltimore team. I know a lot of people are. If you listen to the talking heads on ESPN and some of the other networks, they're just in love with this Baltimore team. You know, I still want to see Jackson finish the season unscathed, and uh, I guess he's learned to play um, more, you know, not just within himself, but, you know, protecting himself uh, than, he, than he did earlier in his career, and I think that's going to be really important. 
That being said, I still think Seattle's a tough team. Good, I mean, good football team. It's a good football team. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can just see uh, these big numbers can be very hard to cover in the NFL. You know, and anything over three and a half, I, it, that's a big number. And here we are getting six. Like I said, I made the number five and a half. Would that mean I'd be out betting it? I would not. But I, I, I'd be very careful betting the Ravens. I think it's going to be a really tight game. NFL games, they come back to the number, right? And you look, at, and this may come down to the last possession. I don't know. I mean, I could see, you know, both defenses making some some big plays here. Uh, Seattle's defense is, is pretty decent as well. I mean, although, you know, there were plenty of points last week. But they adjust. I mean, they kind of – Seattle's one of those teams that, you know, they'll play with you however the game goes. They'll, they'll adjust within the game. And, again, Baltimore – uh, we know what they are. They're uh, they're certainly they're they're certainly a contender. You know, when you, you look at Jackson and you you look at Allen in in Buffalo, it's hard to change. Right, the, the leopard doesn't change the spots, and they are who they are. They they they're they're they realize that they can't run as much as as they do, and they they try not to. But I think it affects their their reads and 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 their thinking, right? And and there's a little bit of hesitancy. And and I think that in this case, Jackson is still trying to catch up to that that element, if you will, feel comfortable, I should say, with that element of his game. I, I again, six is a lot for these are both playoff teams. Seattle's yeah. leading the NFC lead. West right now. I was going to say they're, they're in first place in their division, yeah. The West. Uh, Seattle's the, the biggest difference from Seattle this year to last year, and I don't think Geno's quite as good as he was when he was at his peak a year ago. But that defense stunk last year, mm -hmm. and that defense is pretty pretty good yeah. right now. They're forcing turnovers. They made the big play when they had to a week ago with mm -hmm. Jamal Adams with the header on the interception, yeah. leading to the interception, <laughs> going the other way, and then Gino let him down, and uh, Smith and Jigbo ran in that 11-yard touchdown to win the game. Uh, but six is so many points. Now, I'm not saying Baltimore can't cover it, but that just feels like, all right, you take your points with Seattle, and if Baltimore beats you, so be it. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, I made it five and a half, six. I mean, if I'm out there betting, but six, obviously, pretty key number. Yeah. You know, and uh, I guess gun to my head, I would take the six. Let's go to Cleveland next, guys. Deshaun Watson is going to start this game for the Browns. Hmm. Came down a little bit earlier in the day. We still don't know who's starting for Arizona, but all signs are pointing to Clayton Toon. Of course, Josh Dobbs traded earlier in the week to Minnesota. Kyler Murray has practiced, though, this week. Mm -hmm. So we can't totally discount possibly seeing him. Chris, you're up to 10. Total's down from 40 to 38. I, I Even even with before we knew Deshaun Watson was going to be in this game, this is a total, hey, just cross it off. I'm going to the next game. There's too many unknown things here. Well, <laughs> Again, let's get out your bingo card. Diminishing returns. There we when go. I yeah. I started I, when I, my number, my power rating number comes to ten and a half. Okay. Now I don't like using you know again that's a classic case of diminishing returns. I opened the game eight. They took the eight. They took the seven and a half. I was went down to seven. I was as low as seven. Then the word came out about watching. Now I am up to ten. I you know I, I mean I got a lot of play. I mean they laid me seven. They laid me eight. They laid me nine. Uh, but I did move fairly quickly just because I saw the market going that way. I'm not sure I like him any better with Watson in the lineup. I just don't know I about this guy. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Kyler Murray hasn't played in how long? Kyler Murray's going to be right. a little shy of a whole uh, calendar a year, year, right? A little shy of a whole calendar year. If he gets announced as a starter in this game, this will that will draw 
money on it. It'll, it'll it, come, it should it'll, now, but hasn't played in a year. Still, right? I mean, now is he busy? Certainly, but you know what you're getting. He's better than Clayton, you, too. But Vinny. what I'm saying is, no, you know what you're getting. You have a better idea what you're getting than Clayton, too. And that's why it'll come down if he if he decides to play. If he yeah. doesn't, if he's not, or he doesn't, if, he, if it's determined that he's going to play uh, by the coaching staff. But um, if he doesn't, then 10 is going to continue to grow. The worst two contracts in the NFL, the Sean Watson and Kyler Murray. Russell Wilson's is worse than Kyler Murray's. Ooh. It's not worse than Watson's because Watson's yeah. might be the worst of all yeah, time. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. Russ, I think yeah. Russ is worse than. I, I'm going to have to yield to you. Yeah, yeah you, you, you got that one right. You got that better than me. Yeah. Let's uh, go to Green Bay and the Rams. Speaking of more questions at quarterback here, mm. my goodness. So Matthew Stafford hasn't practiced all week with that right thumb injury. Uh, also, Puka Nakua hasn't practiced all week oh. either with a knee. So could be Rams could be down two key players, the quarterback and. I know Cooper Cup's there, but Naku has been better this year so far for the Rams. Uh, if it's not Stafford, it's Brett, it's Brett Rippon, who we mm -hmm. saw come in in relief last week in Dallas. We saw him start a game last year in Denver. Uh, Chris, you opened one and a half before yeah. we knew what the status was of Stafford. You readjusted to three. Um, got as high as three and a half on the pack. Now it's sitting at three uh, right now with a total of 38 and a half. Green Bay has not played well, though, over the last six weeks. Well, I, you know, again, first game maybe without the starter. You know, I mean, Brett Rippon, you know, not bad. Not a horrible quarterback. Fine backup. Yeah, he's okay. Uh, you know, I think the three and a half to me is just too high. I mean, we are at three now, but I mean, it's one of those togglers that's going to go back and forth between three and three and a half. The threes that I do see out there are with, uh, you know, some, you know, you know, reasonably high juice, 20s, and uh, I see 19. Uh, I see three and a half with juice on the dog. Uh, but, I, you know, I think to me, I I would play the Rams or pass here. There's no way I could lay points up with Green Bay right now. If you get three and a half, yeah. I mean, th th this is a game where I, I can, folks are going to really watch and uh, wait and see how the actives and inactives uh, come oh, up. Yeah. So um, then it'll be a flurry. I'm a little concerned about Green Bay. That was as good of a spot as you possibly could have drawn up last week. And they looked awful, awful. in that game against Minnesota. After showing mm -hmm. not showing up really in Denver, losing a close game to the Raiders, we'll get to them a little bit later, and getting crushed by Detroit. If it wasn't for that miracle comeback against New Orleans, we're talking about the Packers being in the in the Hey, they're worse than the Bears category. <laughs> like that, we're yeah. talking about it. It'd be one in six if it yeah. wasn't for that miraculous comeback. Yeah. So there are a lot of problems with the Packers, and it all starts with Jordan yeah. Love just not being up to the task right now through the no. first seven games. Listen, he's been. This is is what fourth year, year four. third year, yeah, year four. fourth yeah. year. Listen, I know he sat on the bench, but uh, he should be better than this. Yeah, if I he's agree. gonna be the guy. He should be better than this. Um. Yeah, I, I think I to me again, like I said, I would have to uh I'd have to take uh take the dog or pass. Yeah, That's I, where it would I, have to be. I think we're in agreement on that one. I didn't bother with it. I wanna I'm with what Vinny said is important. I wanna see the inactives, I wanna see if Stafford can go. I imagine even if it's a banged up Stafford, this will go below three. If Stafford and Nakua are gonna play in this game, three, 
Back back to the one and a half. You may get back down to the uh, to the open. Yeah, I, I expect Nakua to be there. Uh, Stafford, not so much. Mm-hmm. But with a with a thumb injury in his throwing hand, that's a lot to ask on a short week. All right, let's go to Houston and Tampa. Actually, you know, you know, if I told you at the beginning of the year that Tampa and Houston would actually be a pretty good football game, I yeah. think you would have laughed at me. But this is a perfectly <laughs> solid game. It's also been a toggler here, Chris. Yeah, it has. You're yeah. two and a half right now. Houston favorite at home. Uh, to- open two, got up to three. Now back to two and a half. And I'm a little surprised that people have bet this game over from 39 to 40. Yeah, they have. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> a little surprised oh, by yeah. that. Surprised now that you mentioned it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think right now, I mean, to me, two of the big stories in the NFL were how good a coach DeMarco Ryans is. He's been great. And how quickly CJ Stroud has, you know, become a pretty darn good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Don't expect much out of these rookies, even though we're throwing them into the fire right away. I liked C.J. Stroud coming out of college. I thought that he was the better choice over Young. Uh, a lot of people laughed at me, said I was wrong. I, I you know, but right now it looks like uh, you know, so far so good for C.J. Stroud. And this is a team I think on the rise. I think the future for these guys is good. Now, does that mean they're going to win this week? Uh, I don't know. I think I would probably take three if it went to three because I think Tampa's just kind of a gutty team. Always kind of rooted for Mayfield too. He just he kid. I think has had a lot of things go. Against some people not believing him, but I think he's a gutty little quarterback, and I think they keep this one close. Veterans against uh, up and comers, right here. That's yep. what you have. Uh, you got a, a pretty veteran laden team uh, in the Bucks, uh, but I think it's going to continue uh, to Chrissy's point uh, to go back and forth between two and a half and three. So two way, and uh, just uh, no three. Texans, yes, the Texans are the favorite. <laughs> Tampa has lost three in a row after their bye week. Granted, yeah. the competition has gotten a little bit better. Losses to Detroit and Buffalo mixed in. That really yeah. ridiculous game against Atlanta a few weeks ago that they lost as well. I, 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 If you made me bet it, I guess at two and a half, you had to just lay the favorite. Uh, but I don't... They yeah. Don't take that as gospel, folks. Yeah, my my power ratings was one. Okay, Texas one yeah. or Texans. One. Yeah, Texans have been uh, Texans. Other than that op- home opener against against Indy, where they got clocked when Richardson was playing. Richardson had those two opening drive touchdowns before uh, going out of the game with a concussion. Houston's been fair, pretty good at home, other than that opener <laughs> against Indianapolis, smoking the Steelers, and of course Killed beating beating Killed New them. Orleans as well. Uh, they're uh, at. I don't even know what they call that place anymore. It used to be NRG Stadium. I don't think it is anymore. The one game the Steelers couldn't adjust in the second half. The game was a beatdown. Think about it. Yeah. Both halves. Hmm. Let's go to this next one here. Washington, who traded both Montez Sweat and Chase Young this week. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why the Bears insist on on, on trading second-round picks, but here Um, we are. Washington, Chris is a three-point underdog in Foxborough this week against the Patriots, who have been better the last two weeks. I know they didn't cover against Miami last week, but it was a more. I think it was more competitive than the 14-point final score that it ended up being. You open two and a half. You got as high as three and a half. You're sitting at three right now. Commander's getting the points in Foxborough against the Pats. Well, sometimes, you know, I do open the two and a half because I, I, you know, I know if I open a three when there's two and a halfs out there, it's just an automatic. Right. Uh, that was the market when I opened it. So they laid me a two and a half, laid me a three. Now, I'll tell you the truth, I, I like the Patriots in this game. Okay. My numbers come to three and a half. Uh, you know, and that's a, obviously a really big half point. I don't know what Washington's doing right now. You know, to me, I, I mean, 
if I was Rivera, I mean, you're fighting for your job. You know, I think everybody on that staff is fighting for their job. You trade a couple guys like that. I mean, what's the signal that you're telling the rest of your team? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think this is a really good spot for New England. I think three and a half was a better number. That's what my power ratings come to. Had I opened it in a vacuum, that is what I would have opened. But, you know, the market kind of dictated at the time that I've opened the two and a half. But I'd like New England in this spot. I don't think it was Rivera's idea. <laughs> I don't well, think it was I, I, I would agree with you. You, have, yeah. new, you have new ownership <laughs> yeah. here that is clearly indicated they're going in a different direction. And I think that direction, unfortunately, is going to involve him too. And so um, he's got to do his job and try to convince everybody to to step up and do what they need to do. But um, this year, we're I, I can tell you this: we're we're gonna we're gonna need uh, we're gonna need Washington in this game because there's gonna be this will be one of the games, uh, especially even though they're uh, they're not performing to uh, Patriots standards. Uh, but this is a game that the, the Patriots are gonna draw plenty of attention, in my opinion. Sam Howell, I actually think, has looked a lot better than I would have expected him to so far this year. Now, he still holds the ball too long. I think it's more that than the offensive line not being good. I think he just holds the ball too long. That's why he's on pace to get sacked more than David Carr did Mm. in uh, that first year of the Houston Texans. I have no idea what I'm getting out of New England on a weekly basis, which is very weird to say based off of, again, obviously Brady hasn't been there in three years now, but... With that coach, you usually know what you're getting. I have no clue what I'm getting out of New England on a weekly basis anymore. So that's part of the reason I stayed out of this, especially at three. Uh, but neither of these teams are really any good. These are both bottom half NFL teams. At yeah, this th- point. there's. I can tell you why you don't know what you're getting at because there's no talent on it. Well, it's, it's also, and they're injured on top yeah, of it. Yeah. Well, he's also the GM. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Commanders right now, three-point dogs on the road in Foxborough against the Patriots, uh, a total 40-and-a-half on that one. All right, last of the 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific games, New Orleans taking on Tyson Bajan yet again for the Chicago Bears. Field still not ready yet with that dislocated thumb. Chris, you open seven, and the betters have taken you to eight-and-a-half on this one with New yeah. Orleans. Total hasn't moved the whole week, stuck at 41. My power ratings come to eight. Okay. Uh, they laid me seven and seven and a half. Um, I just skipped over eight. I went straight to eight and a half. I don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, Tyler Bajan, he looks pretty good, you know, for a rookie quarterback coming from Division Two. You know, uh, seems like a pretty good story. Do I want my money on him? Not necessarily. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I guess, uh, like I said, my numbers came to eight. I'm not too crazy about either side here on on this particular game has new orleans righted things jeff i mean have they i mean that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's the question that's right I mean, question. End, I mean look and and i think this is a question uh this is a game where they can answer it even though it's against the bears because this is what they're supposed to do right, right? so again we we look at it it's week nine um going into the season they were the favorites in the division uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, one of them was the quarterback position. So uh, protect the ball, value the ball, and uh, take care of business. They're going to have that opportunity to do it here. So we'll, we'll, we should get another answer uh, of yet continuous questions all year about the Saints. The Saint, I, I don't know if beating Indianapolis is riding the ship. The Colts' defense is awful. 
Uh, they, yeah. they're, they're the only team in the NFL this it year. It is, but they've still overachieved, right? Oh, I, I, compared yes. to what we thought they would. You uh, 100%, Vinny. You know, I thought, I thought Indy was, was going to be. thought to be the, the bottom team in, in that division. I, I thought they were going to be right. a, lucky to get the seven, yeah. and Indy probably will get the seven <laughs> wins. But, I, man, if you're New Orleans, you're the, you're still you're tied with the Falcons in that division. You see them twice later in the season. And you mentioned that they they blew that game against the the, the Packers. And totally blew that game against Green Bay. They I yeah. still can't. I know it was a month ago already, but Derek Carr throwing four straight Hail Marys from the 30-yard line against Houston was still one of the more bizarre sequences yeah. we've seen all year yeah, as well right. in, right. in a touchdown game. Uh, but if you are any good at all, and we kind of saw this with the Chargers last week, where I'm, there, I'm sure there are plenty of people who thought, man, I really don't want to take the Chargers in Survivor. And you know what? You didn't have to sweat one bit last Sunday night That's true. against the Bears. Not even a, a, a beat of sweat in that game. It's kind of the same feeling this week for everyone that's going to have New Orleans in Survivor. You know what they should do against Tyson Bajan is make him look like a kid who was playing at Shepard College last year. And instead, it wouldn't shock me if this is – all right, New Orleans, you're going to have to get a stop at the end of the game, leading by six with Chicago having the ball. So on the spread, I didn't bet this game. Survivor players are going to play New Orleans in a big way this week, though, against the Bears. Them and the Browns. Yeah. Those will be the top two in some order. Mm -hmm. See how it goes uh, uh, for that one. All right, to the later games. Let's uh, <laughs> Before we get to the game that's in town, which is uh, – the one I'm looking forward to for a lot of reasons, but we'll get that in a second. Oh, okay. As Allegiant turns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Indianapolis and Carolina. Uh, hey, the Frank Reich revenge game here. Okay. For uh, Carolina <laughs> and, uh, and Indianapolis. <laughs> I like how you said that there, Chris. Uh, you open three with Indy on the road. It's down to two and a half. 45 to 44. Carolina's no longer winless. They finally got that first win last week against Houston. And you had them on the money line. I did. I did. Good I did. job. Hey, uh, get one right every well every done. once in a while, Vinny. Uh, but I I crossed this one out immediately, uh, especially at the two and a half with Indy. Yeah, my par ratings come to two and a half. Yeah. You know, I was at three for a while. Again, just got it. You know, got to go with the market at some point because you know these two and a half three games. You can't believe how much business I get on these, Jeff. You know, and it's funny. I remember years ago I was doing a radio show with Roxy, and the guy you know says, "Well, you know." The, the number doesn't really matter, you know, in X amount of games in the NFL. Just pick the winner. And I, Roxy looked at me and goes, go from two and a half to three on the point spread and see what happens. You know, and that's the case here. So I don't want to hear all that crap because I know, I know it's true, but I also know what I see on a weekly basis. Go from two and a half to three and see what kind of action you create. And that's what happened in this game. So right now uh, I got more action on the Panthers. So I'm going to need the Colts at this point. I mean, that may change because I think this game has a pretty good chance of getting back to the three. Yeah, I agree with Chris. I think I could see it getting back up. I mean, they, they got their win last week. Um, somebody's got to be favored. So yeah. this happens to be the road team in this case. <laughs> yeah, I, this is a very difficult game to handicap. Uh, Bryce Young was better last week. Yeah. Um, and for Indy, I mean, look, it's pretty its pretty simple at this point. They're the only team in the NFL to score 20 points or more in every single one of their games so far this year, and they're 3-5. and five. It just kind of shows you what type of defense they're They're the anti-Steelers. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. What type of defense they're trotting out every single week. I mean, they gave 38 to New Orleans and 39 to P.J. Walker. Both of those things are pretty hard. 
uh, mm-hmm. to do uh, that India has done it in back-to-back weeks uh, in that one. Again, two and a half on the road to Colts favorite against Carolina. All right. Some would argue that Dallas and Philadelphia is the main event. <laughs> we'll get to that game in a minute. The Giants are on the road here in Vegas against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. The Raiders, in the dark of the night, on Halloween night, fired Dave Ziegler, the GM, fired Josh McDaniels, their head coach. Uh, they also fired their uh, offensive coordinator, Mick Lombardi, as well, in the middle of the week. And Antonio Pierce comes in. He's the interim. No, really not much coaching experience. No. Than, arguably, to some, has less coaching experience than Jeff Saturday did. Granted, Pierce has been around an NFL team this yeah. year, unlike Saturday a year ago. And Joe, Jimmy Garoppolo is benched also. Yeah, that so, was one more yeah. key so, to the so puzzle. So O'Connell is going to start. And they're still favored against the New York Giants who get the starting quarterback back this week at Daniel Jones. Chris, I'm not even going to bother bringing up the opening number because it's a totally different game with what yeah. it looked like at the beginning yeah. of the week. Uh-huh. You're sitting at one and a half Vegas favored, 37 and a half the total for this monstrosity of a football game just due north of us. They are playing the Giants. They are. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> you know, and I think somebody mentioned, said something about Derek Carr, and I think he said this very privately, not publicly. But when he got let go by the Raiders, you know, and he got a great quarterback. But the first thing he says, who are you going to replace me with? You know, and uh, they went with Jimmy Garoppolo, signed him to a multi-million dollar quarter, uh, contract. Was that a better option than Derek Carr? And, you know, I don't, I don't see it. And that obviously doesn't look like that was the case. Um, I don't know. This is... Uh, this is going to be a horrible game to watch. And uh, I guess if you have a bet on this game and you have the winner, you'll love it. But other than that, uh, aesthetically, it's not one that we want to really uh, put much time and effort into. Leonard Williams gone. Their yep. Best pass rusher for the Giants. Um, Jones coming back. I will tell you this. I, spe- I see a spirited effort out of the Raiders here for this reason. You've got a coach who was a player. I think there's a better Report. There, there was a complete disconnect yeah. between head coach and 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 personnel. And when the owner calls a meeting and goes out to dinner with the skill position players that are high profile players, and the coach is not there, not a good sign. Um, Were they here at Michael's? By the way, I don't. Because you know. Oh, I know. That, that, Mark Davis he's, comes he's here a couple a times a week. He's yeah, here a lot. he's yeah. here a couple times a week. Um, so, uh, I, I I think now there'll be plenty of giant fans in attendance, as we know. Yep. Uh, but I will tell you now: look for the Raiders. Uh, to 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 I I think you'll see a little bit more out of them uh, from a uh, enthusiasm standpoint. Uh, I had some Raider friends mm-hmm. who were so happy yeah. that they got rid of McDaniel. Oh, I mean, just it, elated, elated. It, it is obvious from watching McDaniels that he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. And look, the, the evidence was there last year. I'm a little surprised that he got the second year. I know Davis paying him a ton of money and yeah, wanted to yeah, at least, and sure. it's probably what even got him to, this past week sure. was the amount of money he was paying McDaniels. 
I mean, just look at what they did last year. They blew the twenty point lead in the first home game of the year against Arizona. Yeah. They they lost they, they lost to Jeff Saturday. They were the only ones to do that. Uh, they they blew the game to Baker Mayfield on nine on on. 36 yeah. hours in the facility with the Rams. With the Rams. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I didn't even mention the game they blew on a Monday night against Kansas City. They were up by 20 points. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the fourth worst loss of the entire season, which is just telling you something. And then this year, they were the only team to score less than 21 or less in every single game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're All their quarterbacks have more interceptions than touchdowns still this year. And Devontae Adams, I, I'll be honest with you, I, Devontae Adams uh, it, it looked like his head was going to explode by the yeah, end of that game yeah, in Detroit. Factor, right, yeah. So... I think Giants offensive line may be a little bit healthier, Jeff. I think uh, same as last you week. Know, but, same as but, last which week. Which was healthier than a, yeah. than a couple of weeks ago. But, um, you know, Jones is a different dynamic for them as well under center. That's better than Tommy DeVito. So, he can complete a forward pass. You know, I mean. <laughs> or his numbers I mean, last week. <laughs> Tommy DeVito threw for negative one yard. Chris. Negative one yard. There yeah. you go. Well. Like I said, he was a better singer with the Four Seasons. <laughs> Very good. Oh, you know, you're laughing, but the Steelers were looking to sign him. For, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I'm not betting. The, I'm not betting this game. I actually, that's not true. I took three earlier in the week with the Giants early. Okay. Now mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want to take the take back on the Raiders. The only thing that concerns me here is these teams usually do get a bump when the interim coach comes in. Yeah, they do. And with the yeah. amount that it's fairly obvious, even with what hasn't been said yet, mm-hmm. that those star players on the Raider offense just could not stand McDaniel's by the end. There is something to that bump this week where it may just be a one-game bump where mm-hmm. the Raiders look great this sure. week and then they go back to being the team they were the whole rest of the year after this. That is the one concern I have with that plus three I have so earlier in the week. Be better than Jeff Saturday got a half. Jeff Saturday won his first game. And then oh, was, and that the was second the game, game. He, had the bad, he had the 30-point lead at the half. No, that was later on. Oh, later was, on? Okay. Yes, the right. 33-0 game that yeah. they – that. I had Minnesota money line in that game at twenty to nothing. Whoa. I wish I had come back at thirty three. Given the, you know, Chris brought up a, a good point about the, you know that factual. I mean, about the Raider fans and the ones he's spoken to, and we've heard one thing about the Raiders: they've been bad all year except one game, right, Chris? I mean, think yeah. about it. I mean, there have there has been a lot of Raider support at the betting counter, and I think there'll be plenty of Raider support in this game. Raiders one and a half at home against the Giants. Uh, what, a, what a football game it is just due north of us here at Allegiant Stadium. All right, now to, now to something a little bit better, guys. Philadelphia hosting Dallas. There, you know, this week, it's such a weird week in the NFL where you, you see games like the Raiders-Giants game, the Colts and Panthers game. But then you have just these three mega games where we already discussed the Germany game with Miami and Kansas City. And then these next two that we're going to get to are just mega football games. And Dallas and Philadelphia is one of them. And Chris, it's funny because you look at the way this game has been bet this week. You haven't moved the whole week. No, you but open, I got action here, though. You open Philly three, you yep. open 46 and a half, and uh, I'm going to say this has been a great two-way game for oh, you. Oh, yeah, this has been fantastic. I wish I could do this every game. You know, I mean, just a lot of play, a lot of interest, a lot of parlays, a lot of teasers, a lot of everything. Uh, this is, and I, you know what? <laughs> this is this is going to be the game of the afternoon. We're oh, going to yeah. have the game of the morning early, the 10 o'clock. Uh, yeah. Okay. But this one is going to be a hell of a game, and I, I can't wait to watch this one. I really, you know, I'm in a contest where you have to pick every game, and I don't know which way I'm going with this. Uh, I, I really, I'm probably going to take the three, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, I think this is just a really, really close game, 
and it should be a terrific game. Great betting game, uh, great booking game. You know, great betting games uh, make for great, uh, great booking. I mean, um, the question is, who, who does this game mean more to? Probably the Cowboys, especially because of all the hype going into the San Francisco, uh, Dallas game. Um, Eagles with a very comfortable, I would say, uh, you know, they're in, they're in a comfortable spot now, and the winner. If, if they win this game, it's it's like a two-game swing. It's a two-and-a-half-game right? and so, lead in the so, division with a win. Um, Eagles, do you, don't you still get the sense that even given their terrific record, they're still trying to find their groove, right? Again, two new coordinators. This is the week where that all has to come into, you know, it's, it's got to be clicking right now. And they are healthy um, too. And yeah, and, and yeah, and great point. Because the last couple of games were the healthiest they've been since even uh, week one. Um, Cowboys, they, they need to, uh, if they're going to legitimately contend, then this is, this is a huge game. I would say it's a bigger game for Dallas yeah. just because if you win this game, actually Dallas would, even though Philly would have a technically a half game lead because yeah. they have an extra win, I, Dallas would control the NFC East with the second game between these teams in their building. In their building. Uh, the other flip side of that is if Philadelphia wins this game, they're eight and one. It's even with that just obscene stretch they have coming up. Here's mm -hmm. Philadelphia. Let's have some fun with some schedules real quick, including Sunday against Dallas. Here's what Philly has after that. They have a bye week next week. All right. Rest up because it's at Kansas City, Buffalo, the 49ers, at Dallas, at Seattle. Mm -hmm. As They could lose every one of those. The, <laughs> yes. As ridiculous of a stretch really as you're could, ever yeah. going to see. By the way, their last three games, it gets a little softer. Two against the Giants and the Cardinals at home. So the yeah. windows last three if they need them. But, boy, that stretch that starts yeah. in this game is beyond insane for Philadelphia. What so, is, what is the, what's the Cowboys? Comparable. Uh, it's not that. I can, tell you, I can tell you that, Vinny. I mean, they had it on It's on, uh, Dallas, Dallas again. Yeah. Okay. There's a big difference in this. The next few games after this, they get the Giants next week at home. They're going to win that game more likely than not. They go to Carolina, and then it's Thanksgiving against Washington. They're going to be favored in all three of those games. Yes. Uh, they will be. They will play Seattle after that in Arlington. That is a Thursday night game where both teams are playing Thanksgiving. So it's a regular rest Thursday game for both of them. And then the big stretch comes after that. Philly, at Buffalo, at Miami, Detroit. Wow. So okay, that's, that's, a difficult, that's a tough three-game stretch. A five, that five-game stretch starting with Seattle is very difficult yeah. for, Philly, for for Dallas as well. So, yeah. hey, look, the NFC East schedule, we talked about it at the beginning yeah. of the year. Monster. Very, very, very difficult because of the crossovers this right. year. So we will, uh, we will see on this one. I think I am going to end up on Philadelphia in this one. Uh, I just think they're the better team. They have the better coaching staff, even though they're still trying to find it with those new coordinators. And uh, Dak's got to show me in one of these big games. At some point, go on the road and yeah, beat a really agreed. good team. Okay, let me get out my crystal ball here. Please. This is the kind of game Dallas will win in November. They and, won't win it in January. And won't win in January. You know what? I can't really argue with that if you if you feel that way. I, you know, I got a lot of flack a couple weeks ago. I said, yeah, Dallas, the best team every June for 26 oh, years yep. in a row. Well, make it 27 next year, Chris. Might be. <laughs> now let's go to the AFC side. Be really good game in CC yeah. here. Yeah. The Bengals have figured it out. The Bengals are over 500. And we have, we've brought it up on this show plenty of times. I'll say it one more time. 
The league is going to rue the fact that they let Cincinnati live <laughs> at the beginning of the year. And the Bengals are four and three, and they get Buffalo here. Chris, they're two point favorites, the Bengals are. You opened one and a half, got as high as three. I know, yeah. Back to two. Total's been bet big time over 47 and a half to 50 and a half. Uh, Josh Allen removed from the injury report earlier today, so that's good news for the Bills. But Chris, uh, the playoff game a year ago, Cincinnati went to Western New York, and that game was never competitive. Cincinnati ran them out of the building from the get-go. I know there were some some on the Bills who were no longer there that said, oh, if it wasn't snowing, it would have been an even game. Okay, no, you got destroyed in your own building. It doesn't matter what the weather was. I just think there's a bad matchup for Buffalo, more so than anything. I just don't think they match up well with this Cincinnati team. You know, my power ratings come to Cincy one and a half. Okay. We got up. So I opened two, I think. I opened. Is yeah, that you're, I opened? you're back at the yeah. opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got up at the three. So we were at three on Tuesday and Wednesday morning when I put out my parlay cards. Ties win card at three. Oof. I'm sweating that because I got to tell you, I don't really like, uh, you know, but I'm going to need Cincinnati to cover three and a half. Okay. Because ties win three. I mean, you're taking three and a half. And I'm going to have a lot of guys going to that Sunday night game. A lot of them. So I'm going to need Cincy pretty good. And I know you like Cincy. I do. And I hope you're right, is all I could tell you. I don't have a strong opinion on the game, but I definitely am going to need Cincy come Sunday night. Great betting game again. Uh, you know, we've got <coughs> some really good matchups here, and uh, everything's going to it. So that that's going to certainly, as it always does, impact the number, right, where this number is, is going to wind up after the, uh, the one, you know, 125 Pacific games. Uh, and how how things are heading into it, right? So, um, look, I, I think who's healthier too? Probably Cincinnati getting healthier now. Still, I, you know, you talk about uh, the the trade deadline too. I thought that the Bills, you know, we thought that Kansas City would go after a receiver. Thought the Bills would get a little bit more involved on the defensive side of things. Especially with Washington doing what they did, and maybe they were. Who? Maybe there were some conversations. I, don't, I mean, it's going to be hard to beat a second know. round pick for Montez Sweat. <laughs> you know, but when when you when you think about Montez Sweat going to the the, the Bears. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you know, uh, Chase uh, Chase Young going to the Forty Niners. Yeah. You know, where the rich get richer. Um, I don't know. It's it's a little a little uh, perplexing. They did trade for Rasul Douglas from Green Bay. Helps yeah. their secondary but, out. Elam went on okay. IR, even though granted. Elam had not been playing at any sort of NFL level yeah. the last few weeks for Buffalo. Again, with Vinny, we've talked about this with the Buffalo yeah. injuries on the defense. I, they're not the same unit. No. And I always thought that they were I thought they were a very good defense that really destroyed the minnows. They destroyed the bad teams. And then when they faced the good teams, they were still good, but they were not the same defense as they were against the bottom feeders of the league. Well, they were I thought they were real good against the Dolphins, right? I mean, they, I, they were healthy they, they, too. That's they, when they, they were started at that point. They yep. were. They, that's when they started. Yep. You know, the injuries yep. uh, started in the second half of that game. But yep. yeah, yeah, it's so. Uh, but this one, uh, this one, uh, we'll, we'll see how things are going into it because that's certainly going to impact how this uh, how this number. Yeah, moves. I, the Bengals. Uh, Bengals are my strongest play of the week. I, I know uh, you've liked them all yeah, week, and I, I'm just—I'll be rooting for you Sunday night. I, I hope I'm right. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> well, I do too. And the way you're I, talking, you hope I'm right. I, I, I definitely <laughs> hope you're right. You I know. just—I again, it's just something about letting a team that's kind of 
toiling around and, and not playing well. You let them hang around, hang around, and boom, even with that difficult schedule that Cincinnati has, you could be looking at the Bengals being 10-4 and four when they play Kansas City on New Year's Eve. Be like, wow, how did that happen that the Bengals are playing for, the, for, for a top-two seed in the AFC? And, of course, the, the most – you know, I mentioned that they're they're healthier. Oh, Burrow's, Burrow's healthier. healthier. That's the biggest, and that's thing. the biggest uh, that's the biggest improvement. Yeah, Burrow looked like himself last week. He did that, that play he, did. he made early in the game where he got away from the sack four different yeah. times. That was that was a statement play you remember in a season for Cincinnati. Uh, Bengals two point favorites at home against Buffalo. All right, one last NFL game. Winning ugly is what the New York Jets have been doing the last few weeks. Uh, an escape job last week against the Giants, to put it politely. Uh, they, Chris, they take on the Chargers. Chargers traveling cross-country in this one. Open three, now three and a half. Totals down from 41 and a half to 40 on this one. I like the Jets. I, I think his number's well. too high. And this would be, I'd say, the, the fourth game. Of I said that we got three great games. This is the fourth in that yeah. lineup. I think it's a pretty good game. But I think the Jets show up here, and I think that defense is good. And with the Charger team, I'm just tired of being disappointed in them all the time. And the, they underachieve. The Jets overachieve. They're getting three and a half at home. I mean, to me, I, I made this game pick them. I you know I I really I like the Chargers quite a bit here. I opened the game three. They laid it to me. Uh, come Monday, I hope I still need the Jets. Defense doesn't have to travel, right? <laughs> no, no. no. Um, Chargers defense doesn't scare anybody. Uh, you know the question, but we know that you know the Chargers can score, but they're going to go up against uh, a defense that's really kept the Jets in in contention now. So, um, I think the, the biggest thing with the Jets is this: is where, where coaching comes into play. This is what I, I look for. You always want to be something. You want to have a, a certain culture. You want to have a, a certain style. You have to have the players to have that style. But you, as coaches, you've also got to coach what you have, and and don't over don't overcomplicate. I've not seen adjustments here. I see I see this a similar situation with the Jets as I do with the Steelers offensively. You know, you have two. Good, Ooh, that's bad. Good, two good defenses, but but think about it, right, Chris? I mean, you you you've got two quarterbacks that. Don't have a the skill set that you would like them to have. So keep it simple. Don't you know? Don't don't over over try to you know get you know build off build on their strengths if they have strengths. <laughs> of course, they obviously have to have strengths because they they right. gotten trapped. They're they're at this NFL level. So that's the thing that we're that's the big question mark with uh, uh, with the Jets and and you know. But now, given the number at three and a half, yeah, it's it's the Christmas point to take. Uh, it's it. Already, already in, already in the account at three and a half. I'm yeah. a little surprised. I just when I was going through, I I still follow Gill and we'll do guesses as well mm -hmm. before these numbers come out. I made this game Chargers one. Yeah, well, I made a pick up. Uh, yeah, like and just really one and a pick. Like, My number we're, comes we're splitting to, hairs on that. My number comes to uh, pick to the Jets at home, uh, two point favorite. Yeah, I, you know it's it, it's it's one of those where the Chargers the Chargers pass defense is awful. We know what Zach Wilson is yeah. at this point. Uh, and Vinny, you brought up coaching. With watching the Jets, whenever Zach Wilson doesn't have to think, he actually looks like an okay quarterback at times. 
when he has to think, that's when it gets in trouble. It's scary. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, kind of like the, you see the gears turning as the game is going. Uh, but again, the Chargers are th- over a field goal on the yeah. road against anyone is something that I would never do. Not to say the Chargers won't win the game by 10. They could. But, I, man, th- over a field goal with the Chargers on the road against anyone is a really tough one to, to, to play, put in the account. Well, you know, kind of what Vinny said. I made a joke about it. He compared him to the Steelers. But it's kind of true. They know what they have to do to win the game. And yeah. like I said, it ain't a beauty contest. It's a football game. You know, and they, they can win ugly games. And I think I think they're gonna win this one. By the way, before we pass on next last night's game. Yes. Will Levis is pretty good. Will Levis Will Levis uh is very entertaining. Because that last drive is kind of just chucking it aimlessly, and you it kind of worked. Well. I, yeah, I, yeah, I know. But I, for a second round draft choice, I'm watching the game, and I'm thinking, I was texting my buddies back at Pittsburgh. We're all sweating the game, you know, texting each other. Their quarterback's better than our quarterback. You know, it's kind of what we were saying. There's no fear. There's no fear with yeah. Will Evans, mm-hmm. and. It'll be interesting to see how Tennessee goes the rest of the year with him at quarterback. All I can tell you is I know injuries played a role early in the year with Levis, but the fact that he didn't come back immediately and wasn't ahead of Malik Willis is kind of befuddling to me. Well, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, no, exactly. Know. And and again, he was dealing with injuries the first yeah. he, he had an injury that kept him out the first month. So Man, it'll be an interesting team to bet on and look at how they're treated in the market, Tennessee, the rest of the year with him at quarterback as opposed to the others. All right. Those are our two hours. Fellas, you can go back to work now. Go back to work. I'm going to go back to sweating this horse. I got the four horse coming up. Uh, The four horse in the... uh, It's a little chalky. All three Baffert horses are are five to two. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Breeders' Cup special. If you want help handicapping the Breeders' Cup, available now on our YouTube page. Ralph Sirocco and company yesterday. John Lindo, Dwayne Colucci stopped by. Uh, They went over today's races. We got a couple left. But then they're having a seminar. Tonight, yep. uh, to go over Saturday's races, yep. and we got party upstairs. We got it now. We got it up tomorrow. Is really going to be crazy. Big, yeah. Uh, the classic so a lot of coming a lot tomorrow. Of for Vinny Maliola, for Chris Andrews, shout out to the crew, uh, Ryan, Jerry, Sean, and doing a great job as always. I'm Jeff Parles. Back tomorrow, eight in the morning. Myself and Alex White get you ready for college football here on Sports by the Book.